So, now that it is December, we are officially in the Christmas holiday season. Yes. Are you someone who's like all in immediately, or are you like, let's slow the rule, guys? Let me tell you what I'm more concerned about in the month of December. It is my birthday. Uh-huh. My birthday is December 22nd. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. So I've always tried to, um, like, Christmas is cool, mm-hmm. but, like, because my birthday is so close to Christmas, I've always tried to That's be like, hard. all right, if you want, like, it, it's my birthday, mm-hmm. and then we can celebrate Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've tried to sort of yeah. keep them separate. So, um, yeah, Christmas is cool. I've never been, like, an over-the-top, like, decorator. My mom used to do the thing where she'd be like, one year, I'd, she'll put out all the decorations and do the big thing, and then she'd be like, next year we're not. So we'd alternate decorating. So I think I, like, got a little bit from her, her just sort of, like, uh, like laissez-faire, sort of, like, uh-huh. Christmas stuff. But December is birthday season. Nice. That's what I'm focused on. Yeah, I on. get that. My nephew's is um, the 21st. Yeah. And then we we have a mutual friend whose birthday is the 26th, which which I feel like is even worse. That is even worse. Correct. Because people are already, like, gifted and, like, partied out. It's done. It's done. Right. They're ready to pack it up, have, yeah. a, have a new year, and start over. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's your birthday. Well, she's always celebrated her birthday, um, even in college when she was a kid, right after the new year. Like, birthday yeah. parties was, like, early January when you celebrated her birthday. Which, yeah. like, you got to do something like that. For my nephew, his birthday party is two weeks from now. So, mm-hmm. like, his is, like... Like a week before his actual birthday, yeah. like before yeah, you Christmas starts do up, really. Stuff like that. You, you gotta make, which is kind of a, you which, gotta figure it out, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, when I was a kid, I, I would have sort of earlier birthday parties mm-hmm. before my like friends would leave to go to, you know, hang out with their families for Christmas. No one wants to come to a birthday party on December 22nd, really. That's oh, yeah. A child, at least. No. <laughs> no, and parents don't want to deal with it, too. No, no. They, after they've bought all the presents for their entire family, they're like, oh, you're going to Melina's birthday party. Now we got to get her something like, yeah. here, wrap it in some Christmas wrapping paper. That would also <laughs> piss me off. Oh, I would bet. Yeah, I bet like that would be really like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Birthday yeah. present is Christmas birthday present. Birthday paper. <sighs> but so are you a, a Christmas movie fan? I know like traditionally we do that Thanksgiving mm. night afterward. So I know that Netflix has now taken over the kind of hallmark world of, like, churning out these, like, shitty but wonderfully corny formulaic Christmas movies. Are you a fan of these? Have you seen any of these? Yes, absolutely. I'm a fan. I'd say Netflix, okay. So we just, so funny that you mentioned because we just watched the sequel to A Christmas Prince last night. I haven't watched it yet. I loved Christmas Prince last year. I was on board for that nonsense. I was <laughs> Except when Chicago was shown in the opening. I know. I, know. I had to make my family rewind it. I was I like, know. rewind the shit right now. That's Chicago. What I the fuck is going on? Last year when it first came out with um, uh, another friend of ours, not Perry, but another friend of ours, and then... I watched it just recently with Perry, and I was like, watch this intro stuff. I was like, tell me when you see Chicago, yes. and tell me when you see New York. Yes, because it's all New York, except for one shot once. Chicago. And it's so blatantly Chicago. Yes. You see a Chicago flag in the distance. Yes. There's like it's the a, fucking loop. It's, it's the, the bridge. It's the bridge. Like, what are we talking about here? I know. You have, like, the World Trade... You have, like, like one World Trade Center, like, right. Times Square, Chicago, right. and it's, like, cuts to her office. And I was like, what the fuck? Was there no one, at, like, right. editing, like... I was like, this had to have been an Easter egg that they were like, these motherfuckers will never notice. My favorite, so far, my favorite of these, like, shitty holiday movies that I've seen so far, mm-hmm. and I mean favorite as in it's possibly the worst one I've seen. It's available on Netflix. Okay. So check it out, but I think it's, like, a Hallmark production. Okay. It is called The Spirit of Christmas. Ooh, I haven't heard of that one yet. And a woman comes to, of course, it's, like, some, like, local business is going under, and, like, the woman needs to, like, help save it or, you mm-hmm. know, help sell it off so the town doesn't go bankrupt or whatever. But she shows up, and it's, like, a... 
uh, an old like air not an Airbnb god <laughs> an old B and B an actual B and B got it got it got it um, that's haunted oh and she has to figure out how to get rid of the ghost so that <sighs> she can have it appraised and sell off the the B and B what but she falls in love with the ghost oh yes yes and it doesn't let the ghost like become a person at the end yes he just decides to stay that's... and be with her so to end so spoiler alert it but. Would be... <laughs> I, I, a Christmas ghost and there's like this whole backstory about like how he died and like all this like drama with his family and then what? at the end he's like but I love you so I'm staying that's amazing the spirit of Christmas so Check she's like she has like oh what's that she has like ne- necromancy like she can bring right. a spirit from the like the astral plane well, I was like if any like, of us what? have seen American Horror Story specifically season one or the most recent season we mm-hmm. know that having sex with the ghost brings about the Antichrist what? what are we doing I gotta watch American Horror Story I never you seen any to. of it but I know that I love it season one is the best you have okay. to the most recent season was good great obviously the coven season where they're witches is like really fun and campy great. I know that I like it. We can talk, yeah. I exactly. gotta start binging it. But that's like, if in Casper the Friendly Ghost, like Devin Sawa yes. stayed a person. Yes. Right? Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. That's amazing. I, I I couldn't... And it was just like terrible acting. It was like a high school production of... Oh, I can't wait. Oh, of this. So we watched this year um, Holiday Calendar, which is a new one that mm, came out. Okay. This fucking thing. Holy, I was I upset. Holy, so basically the premise is there's like, it's like a small town USA. It's like Vermont sure, or somewhere like course. that on the lake. It's like pretty. Right. It's like so, Holly, Vermont yeah, or something. Basically. Right. No, they never mentioned the town, but it's like, <laughs> I, I have so many questions called. about the details of this town. So it's basically like um, this girl, she is, it, it's very diverse. She's she's from a mixed race family. Okay. Her parents are lawyers or doctors. And I was like, don't you want to work in the law firm? But she wants to be a photographer. Oof. So so she's paying the rent by working at some like shitty like card studio store where they get like you know posed photos. Okay. So then her best friend comes back, um, who apparently the actor is like Peter's son, who is a horrible actor. <clears throat> he's like the best friend. So it's like pseudo Alabama esque. Like, he's the best yeah. friend. He's like, oh my god, you're back from your travels? Question mark. Yeah. He's also a photographer and like you know is trying to like live his art. And then she, mm. she gets gifted by her grandpa, who is the, the the one of the old barbershop guys from Luke Cage and the, like the, the okay. granddad from This Is Us, that actor. Yeah, yeah, Great actor. Yeah, I don't know why actor. he is in it. He gives her his old like wooden advent calendar, which okay. is magical. Of course. And every day, Ugh, starting this. in December, these doors open up magically and little figurines inside predict some, portend something from that day. She's like, oh my God, this is telling the future. And then she meets this like white guy who's like the mm-hmm. like, the like Patrick Dempsey-esque figure. Yes. Like the rich guy. And right. then, so it's like, you know, the who's she going to go for? Which, you know, so, mm. and yeah, there's a magical advent calendar. And it is, it's hilarious. Tricky. I'm obsessed with the acting because it's insane. Um, it's so great. It's, but you know what? I commend the actor's commitment to the script. Like just watching yeah. Christmas Prince, I was like, "This script is shit," mm. but these people are selling it to yeah. me. Some of them are in in holiday calendar. PDD's son. I'm sorry, he was. He's not, phoning he was it in. Re- I don't know if he's phoning it in or if he was just not. It's just not good. And I was like, "This is." I kept reminding my in laws, "We're like, he's terrible." I was like, "Yeah, always remember if someone's giving a bad performance in a movie, that's the take that they had to go with. Yeah, that's the best oh. they got." That's dark to think, think about. Like, that's the, what they got. 
they're like, well, I guess... And they were like, that's the best. I guess that's what we're going to have to do. we got to, like, eight, eight more setups today. We can't just <laughs> run like, this over and over again. We're losing again. daylight. I guess we got to move on. we got to go. Aye, um, aye. Yeah, it, like, it's so fucking hilarious. Because it makes... Like, it's, like, on its surface, like, okay, this is, like, a regular, okay, like, Christmassy cute. rom-com. And there's little elements that where you're like, wait, what? <laughs> have you seen... Have you watched uh, Princess Switch yet on Netflix? No, but Vanessa I've heard, Hudgens? like, that's the new one, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that deserves to be ripped apart. Cause it's, like, it makes Christmas Prince seem plausible, uh-huh. <laughs> if that tells you anything. I've heard that the Kurt Russell one, Christmas Chronicles, is like actually fantastic. Good. Really, it's actually good. Hand- that's what I've so heard. It's fantastic. actually good. Okay, yes. great, great. Yeah, we started watching the, the All American Christmas Carol, which is with Ta- Taryn Manning. Okay, she's like yeah. this like trailer park. White she's trash, always. and she's this. Yeah, basically, that's her role. That she's like, her. can we get a slightly more undrugged Britney Murphy? Type like, cast. Can we get like, yeah, but so um, she's this like horrible Ebenezer Scrooge type, yeah. I guess. But okay. it was so unwatchable. The rest of my family was like, we have to turn it off. I was on board for the nonsense. It's crazy. And then there was no one we found that's Christmas in the Smokies. That's about some girl trying to save her her grandpa's like berry farm outside of Gatlinburg. And I was Berries. Like, I was like, what the fuck is this movie? So I gotta watch that too. Okay, I gotta I gotta watch that. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. Definitely watch Princess Switch. Yes, and we can we can talk about that. Now. I I wish there was a Hannibal too. Christmas special. Wouldn't that be amazing mm. if there was like a whole Christmas special episode? Yeah, and Jack would be the like bah humbug figure. He'd yeah. be like the Ebenezer figure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, would there be like who would like come to? I guess it would end with like Hannibal and Will like make like coming together. I guess would the love triangle be like who's Will gonna go for Alana or Hannibal? Oh yeah, I like that. Yes, and he's Alana, the Josh Lucas figure, and yes. she's the Patrick Dempsey figure. Yes, Alana owns a local bakery <laughs> that's going under, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I feel like to me like. Every one of these takes from You've Got Mail and Sweet Home Alabama. Like, those are the two. And we also recently oh, rewatched hmm. You've Got Mail recently. Obsessed. I hadn't seen it in forever. It's great. Although it's kind of problematic because he has no fault. He he wins. Oh, it's capital. It's capitalism yeah. wins. <laughs> and yet, I grew up on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Yeah. It's hilarious, the references that they're throwing down. And, oh, I'm all, and I'm like, is anyone getting these but people who grew up in this fucking neighborhood? Probably not. And yet, like, it's a rom-com and it's so wonderful that, like, you don't need to. But no. for me, I was like, oh, yep, I know exactly what that street is. Oh, look, Columbia Grammar. Oh, oh, okay, so they're here now. And, yet, and also, it was shot in the late 90s when I was a little kid. So I was like, oh, that store, that no longer is there. Oh, yeah. I remember that place. Like, so that was fun for me to watch. You've got mail for that element of it. I just. And I mean, I fucking like, hated Greg Kinnear's character from the get-go. Oh, he's a nightmare. Oh, technology. It's like, oh, it's funny. You you record shows so that you can go out and and not watch TV, but we watch TV. Like, his, and like, pseudo-philosophical, like, like... Yeah, and then he's, like, creaming his jeans over his fucking typewriter. He's like, listen, click. Between click, his and character like, and, like, Pipe, is that Piper Parabo? What's what's that girl's, um, Tom Hanks's girlfriend? Oh, Parker Posey. Parker Posey. Love her. Love her. Piper Parabo is the, <laughs> the fucking... What fuck are you doing? She's the, like, coyote ugly bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Parker Posey is... Amazing. Oh, she's a, she's amazing. She's yes. amazing in everything. But God, I love I love more than anything the soundtrack to You've Got Mail. You guys have to look that up because it is like the cute it's like this cutesy mix between like old school sort of like fifties and sixties songs uh-huh. and like more modern. Interesting. Stuff. I didn't I remember nothing about the music from that. 
Yeah, the intro was that like dreams are nothing more than wishes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a dream. Yeah, nice. Love that. But I feel like like the whole like archetype is like either like store is running down and like yes. save the store or it's like I'm going back home. There's hometown boy versus oh, like yeah. rich kid. Like, and it's always like I'm a serious businesswoman, but I have to go back to my hometown and I hate it there. And like she shows up and falls yeah. in love with like the local carpenter and who she used to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, now they talked about that. Speaking of falling in love. This episode, people get cozy, or they talk about getting cozy. Yeah, I loved that. I was like, say say cozy again. You know what I mean? Girls, so she's like, say crack again. I was like, say cozy again. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Ethical, Ethical butchers. butchers. I realized last episode we didn't even We do didn't it. say that. No. We didn't say that. Nope, we didn't say it at all. I, I realized that as we were like two minutes into the into you explaining what <laughs> Buffet Freud was, and I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Too late. If you're listening to this, you know it's the ethical butch. You know what's us now? Yeah, no one, no one, no one stumbles across a Hannibal episode recap podcast three years after the show's been canceled. Right, and ten episodes into the podcast. No, no. no. Like you, you got here because you knew what you were getting. You which, get thank it. you for being here. Oh my gosh, thank you. Hi. Hi. Like and subscribe. Everybody, like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. Um, okay, season one, episode 11, Roti. We'll do some housekeeping and shit-eating and, and killing people first, but I just wanted to get that started. <laughs> Yes. Right. Oh, wait, I need to look up. I, I don't think the we, do we name. need to eat shit about anything? I'm trying to think of what, what dumb, dumb things I said last episode. I don't think there was anything that I was like, yep, gotta eat shit about that. Um, no, I don't. No, I think we're hitting it. I think we're doing good, which means we we're due for something it. We are terrible. flawless. We're due for some horrible error today, then. Or just people are not telling us whenever we mess up. Guys, fucking bring it. Come on. Yeah. Call us out. Please. Hold us accountable. Yeah, accountability, transparency. That's what we're about. That's what we are about. Um, great. So no shitting. Um, any housekeeping things to cover? We've just gotten some great interactions from folks on Twitter and email and really yeah, appreciate well, you. Thanks again to Alicia Clapp for the yes. follow-up comic yes. that she did on Tumblr and Twitter. Yes. If you guys saw, we talked last week about the ratatouille hannibal crossover that that we mentioned on our podcast mm-hmm. and um our good friend at stake underscore the underscore rude on twitter alicia <laughs> i believe that's your name um brought it to life and it was fantastic Amazing. and then did a follow-up which is equally as fantastic mm-hmm. because so. people were really troubled by the fact that remy was complicit in murders and i am not troubled by that at all i was like remy ain't no veg- vegetarian he's gonna give a shit no. and then Alicia took it to the logical conclusion, which is no, Remy is controlling Hannibal's hands while he's kidding people. Yeah. He's on his head. The and stabby I was, head. I was stabby on hands. board for this. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's complicit. <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> and she she drew him with, like, red eyes. Yeah. Like, murder. I love it. I am obsessed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for that. I think um, that was something on our list of things to talk about. And, but... and speaking of cro- <clears throat> uh, mashups, I guess, I was just on Twitter and I saw that Headful of Hannibal, shout out to y'all, uh, Another great Hannibal podcast. Check them out if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. Um, mentioned that they were in New York and they were plotting a Showgirls uh, Hannibal crossover that hinges on Bedelia. And I was like, "That's amazing! I want to show." You never seen Showgirls? Wait, remind me what that is. Showgirls. Ah, I haven't seen it forever. It's like oh, um, is that the, the Biddy from uh, Oh Fuck by the Bell? I think so. Yes, and I'm blanking on the other Biddy's name. It's basically about strippers. Yes, um, okay. She, like, enters the world of strippers and tries to, like, make it in that world. Yes, and there's a crazy... There's an insane it. pool sex scene yes. that makes absolutely no sense. Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon is, like, the bad character. Yes. 
I remember um, now. Yeah, it, it's it's dark and fucked up. And I remember seeing it. I was too young too. and being like, oh god, no, oh no, of course there's a showgirls Sorry. too. Um, yeah, I remember seeing that and be like, whoa. Oh, me too. Like could, risque. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, what was their um, proposition? They were just talking about a showgirls uh, Hannibal crossover, like shared universe. Ooh, okay. And it was like hinging on Bedelia, and I was like, oh, so we saying that Bedelia was like a showgirl in her past. Yeah, a I'm showgirl. on board with that. One hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Yes. Add that to the canon. Yeah. That's canon officially now. We've said it. <laughs> Done. Brian, get at us. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, not much to shout out today, which is good, because we'll we, we, we be diving into a lot, um, I think, on this episode. So before we get any further, we got to add someone to the table. To our to our large growing yeah. list of people who are getting murked on the Rolodex. Yeah, Rolodex. Yeah, if you this is our segment where we um, think about hypothetically who Hannibal, the fictional character, would pull from his Rolodex. <laughs> I love our disclaimer. And I, you've got you never know. I agree. These I don't want to get. You know I don't want to get. Yeah, yeah I'm not I agree. trying to get called out on CNN or some shit like. No local podcast yeah. uh, wants people murdered like no um, but like we, other Cuomo brothers like calling us out <laughs> the other Cuomo <laughs> um, not Chris it's Chris oh Chris yes, I don't fucking remember his name it's not Andrew and it's not his dad Mark, Mark oh, is dead yeah. but like the, the other Cuomo yes okay great <laughs> who's like serious journalism now. like back in the day he was on like E! News talking to anyway. it's amazing what it'll you know what, what? <laughs> time will <laughs> what, do to you yeah and family influence um, okay so who this week would Hannibal pull from his Rolodex in order to add to his buffet table? Yes. Um, would you? I got a guy. You? It's a man. It is a man okay. in the loosest sense of the word because this person is more of like a lizard than a man. Ooh, okay. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I recently I mentioned earlier before we start recording I I had just watched um, John Leguizamo's uh, Latin History for Morons on mm-hmm. Netflix. Check that out. It's fucking great. He's an amazing performer, and I was watching that at the same time that like ever like, I mean I mean I've been in distress about this administration's uh, barbaric policy towards refugees and immigrants and asylum seekers, and then yeah. I can't get the images of them shooting children with tear gas approaching the border out. Of, it's like it's like some fucking barbarism out of another like out of a post-apocalyptic movie it's absolutely like, Truly, it's yeah. like children of men or something like it's horrible yes, yeah. and I, so I was been really feeling down about that and I was like okay who's the fucking architect it's Stephen fucking Miller of this course. like walking 4chan thread you're right this you're like so right. asshole goober guy yep. who latched himself on Jeff Sessions and then latched himself on Trump and is yep. now senior advisor to the president somehow um, so this this guy get, would get et if he was in Hannibal's universe have you been watching Hassan Minaj's Netflix 100%. show? 100%. Yeah, okay. I, I say, he said Walking 4chan Thread, and I'm using it. I'm quoting oh, Hassan okay. Minaj. I don't want to, like, oh, take I, credit for that quip. I didn't, I wasn't saying it because of that. I just remember that he talked about Stephen he Miller. And, yeah. Which I think also put him in the forefront. Because yes. Hassan Minaj watched Patriot Act, and Hassan Minaj unearthed, like, high school video footage of Stephen Miller. Oh. What a fuck boy. Like, he's such oh. a piece of shit. Right, when he's, like, on the bus, and he's like, I think I'm pretty handsome. Bye, like, God. Yes, please watch Patrick Act with Hassan Minaj. It is like a breath of fresh air. He says like everything that sort of the other political satirists like can't. It's um, it's he's, great. He's really fantastic. It's super great. I love him. I think that's a great choice, Stephen Miller. Thank you. At that one hundred, uh, I back that one hundred percent. And you're right, lizard, lizard disguised as a man. One hundred percent. Um, 
Okay, I think this week I'm going to have to go with Cindy Hyde-Smith. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mississippi Senator. Yes. The Senator-elect Mississippi just won that uh, that long drug-out um, election. It was between her and Mike Espy, I believe, mm-hmm. um, African-American man. And she's just said some, like, banoonies shit. Yeah. And still got elected, which didn't shock me exactly. It just yeah. pisses me off. Yeah. Um, and again, like... We can, uh, I don't know, if y'all want to talk about white women in this in this country. <laughs> They're complicit. And, and, and their part in our national elections and local elections, um, we can talk about that. But I just want to say, I just can't believe, I, I can't believe, but I'm frustrated with the fact that you can say things like you would be front row at a public lynching and still get elected to public office these, these days. Yeah. It's It just... And there's even, like, city council or some bullshit, like, local political office where, like, yeah. th- this is the U.S. Senate. Right. Which I've, I have more and more have so many problems with the, with the way that, with the, with the fact of the U.S. Senate. Oh, I'm not sure. trying to get into a civics lesson, but, like, sure. especially with population changes and oh, yeah. projected population changes, the fact that every single state gets equal number of representatives in this body, and that body has so much power, yeah. is Doesn't crazy. Yeah. The fact that Wyoming has the same number of senators as California, the fifth largest economy in the world, it's it, 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 it like it boggles the mind. It boggles the mind, and it should be the lower house then, or the more like house of like it, it, whatever. I'm not like <laughs> we can debate constant. This isn't the constitutional podcast. Tweet at us if you but want. Still, like more and more, I'm like it's, it, it's so fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, and and we're stuck with her for at least six years. Six. Yeah, it's six year term. You didn't know. No, I thought it was well, less than that. I forgot. I must have. Welcome forgotten. to the Civics Podcast. Yeah, I now, guess we are yes. talking Civics. Talking, yeah, yes, two-year terms for Congress, everybody. Yeah. Senators are six-year terms. Okay, that's what I was thinking too, but I was getting confused with that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, six years. Her and Marsha Blackburn. Great. No. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she yeah. is on the dinner table. One hundred percent tonight. Yeah. Yeah. She's a real piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think that's a great way to put it. Uh, anybody from Mississippi listening, tweet at us. I want to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, I'm Cindy and I want to hear more about the mayor of Jackson. That guy's fucking awesome. I'm blanking on his yeah. name, but he's an activist guy. Yeah. I should know his name. I'll Google the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. He's like fucking mayor awesome. Jackson, Mississippi, is Chakwe Antar Lubumba that guy? Or wait, who am I? Oh, he's a former mayor. No, the the. Oh, you know what? This is great listening as we're... No, that that, that, that isn't the guy. Oh, who's um, this man? That, that also isn't the guy. Wow, well, we're just sitting here listening. <laughs> Everyone on the podcast is like, what the fuck is going on? They're just We're just listening to people um, who, just talk about who is the, the mayor, mayor of Jackson, Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, oh, that guy. I guess, I guess it must be him then. Yeah, that guy. Oh. Chokwe Lumumba. Oh, that's what I Lumumba. Yeah, Lumumba. He's just awesome. Oh, cool. Super articulate, really radical, really cool guy. Nice. So I'm like, all right, Mississippi. Wow. Okie dokie. So should we dive into this episode now? Now that we've now that I'm all fired been up. talking for 20-something minutes about other things? So yeah, now that we're all fired up, let's get roasty, <laughs> because roti means roast in oh, French. Oh, okay. And it is in like the French, I guess the classical French menu, it's one of the main courses. It is basically just roast. Um, that's what it means. So there's uh, like a roast beef, roti en bouffe, or there's, or like uh, some sort of game or fowl. Okay. Then um, it's literally, literally just, just means roast. 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 Um, roast and meat. And it's some, some sort, sort of roast meat. Um, 
Interestingly enough, roti also is a term for a West Indian flatbread. I think it's similar to naan. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. I love Indian food, but I haven't had roti before. Um, but it's, I know it's a t- type of flatbread. Okay. Which is interesting because in the opening scene, Hannibal is serving Chilton a dinner of curry, of yeah, Indian food. of Indian food. So that's kind of interesting that's double interesting. use of the term roti that I have to feel like was intentional. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I hope um, it's intentional. That's pretty smart. Yeah, I mean, like I maybe it's not, but I feel like it has to be. No. There's so much thought around food in this episode and this show that I yes. feel like that double meaning has to have been purposeful. Honestly. So yeah, so we open with Chilton and Hanny down at dinner, um, and then, <laughs> I, Chilton. Oh my God, Chilton! This, this is like the Chilton episode. I, yes. I, I, he's such a little piece of shit but like he doesn't deserve what happens to him at the same time no yeah exactly <laughs> like he's just pretentious and he's a little bitch baby and he's got that <laughs> fake bde like it's fine but no he doesn't he doesn't deserve to get his guts pulled out he doesn't um no he does no, not no he does no. not uh that i think we've talked about that like wall of greenery in hannibal's oh. like d- dining room before right yeah, it's beautiful it's great it's a crazy dining room that like yeah. dark blue wallpaper or painted yes. with the greenery it is amazing um you got a really good shot of it in that in this opening scene mm-hmm. i was just happy to it was wonderful yeah so they're eating some south indian curry it looks great mm, i love curry i love indian food it looks like it has some cream coconut milk maybe in it, it looks great i'm not a fan of curry like the spice specifically no really yeah not really other indian food i'm fine with but okay the, yeah exactly i'll take it or leave it but it still looked delicious I just love the the from sheep. Like I have no interest. Giddy uh, Chilton is like musing, like why did I mm. am interested in these people and like fucking Gideon's gonna kill me or like I feel mm-hmm. like this is the last supper and he's like, why couldn't I have been interested in the common mind? And he's like, I have no interest in sheep, sheeple. Sheep, wake up, sheeple. Um, <laughs> yeah, and they're talking about psychic driving, right? Mm-hmm. Well, which was the whole issue behind why. Gideon thought he was a Chesapeake Ripper, or at least put on like he thought he was a Chesapeake mm. Ripper, because apparently, or assumedly, Chilton had been driving him to think that, so that exactly. Chilton can claim that he caught the Chesapeake Ripper. Exactly. Um, and Hannibal sort of critiquing his, critiquing his method. He yeah. was like, the sh- "You, it's not useful because the subject finds out they've been psychic-driven, and then at that point, yeah, the method, the manipulation is too obvious. Yeah. It's not subtle enough. It, it mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, remember when you were, it's so leading yeah. that it's really obvious. And if you tip your hand, then it's done. The yeah. jig is up. Very Inception-like. Yeah. It's better to, yeah, manipulation is better when they're unaware they're being manipulated. Which is like perfect set up to this entire episode because mm-hmm. Hannibal spends the whole time just like puppet stringing yeah. everyone along into yeah. the Gaslighting will... Like oh god, yeah, so badly. The ultimate gaslight in in this episode, um, and and just like yeah, I don't. It's just amazing. Like we would get we would get to a scene, and I would go, why would Hannibal do that? And then get to the next scene, I go, oh, like uh-huh. he is just like setting these up like pawns. Yes, really. And there's this episode especially is like oh, every move he's seeing ahead of time. Yeah. Like how how far ahead has he planned this game? Yeah. He's predicting all of these things. It's amazing. This episode raised some questions with me about, like, how people know things. Like, mm. I, I've always wondered about Will Sherlock Holmes' inability. Absolutely. Which is, like, he claims the evidence uh, sees it. Speaks but, like, unlike uh, Sherlock Holmes, other things where they're, or Monk, where they're like, well, that was turned over. That was to the side. Right. Th- th- there was a smell of this in the air. Like, where they're actually stating the evidence. Right. And, like, pointing to you to how they made the deductions. 
Will just seemingly goes into a space yeah. and goes, got it. Yeah, yeah, I know. He is a superpower. He, like, he has yes. superpowers. And we're just supposed to just know that he is doing a sort of Sherlock-like situation. Through empathy. Through empathy, But, right? like, I get it. Like, you, you have empathy, so it's like, if you're in front of the person, like, the suspect, you can kind of read that off them. Got it. Sure. I can buy that. It's right. kind of like Woody Harrelson and How You See Me-esque, like, mentalism. sure. Got it. Yes. But, like, no, I'm in a space... And I'm looking at the dead bodies, and I guess through the vibe of the dead bodies and the, the room. Because this one especially, he just sits down in the paddy wagon and is like, got it. Well, and it's like... All I need is one arm. How do you... Just like... <laughs> well, because it, it's like... and we It's not even that he's able to like empathize with the crime scene, but he's like getting into the mind of Gideon, right? So yeah. like, he's he's... It's just... Some of it is just a reach. Like, the way that he's able to look at a dead body and go... Like he was proud that he did this, or he he wanted people to know that he didn't. It's things like that that I'm mm-hmm. like, how did how would you know that? Like, all right. Yeah, well, especially like I'm with Gideon, maybe because you knew it was Gideon as the killer. But yes. other times you go to a crime scene and you're like, got it. It wasn't important for me to know that she was painful. Like when, the one time when she's like she's uh-huh. paralyzed, yeah. it means much to me that that she knows she's dying, or whatever. Yeah. How do how do how do you know that? Yeah. How I like I don't know I that's. I I buy it to this extent, and, like, I suspend my disbelief, and I enjoy it, but there's sometimes part of me, especially this watching through, where I'm, like, taking notes and really, really into it, where I'm like, okay, I want, like, a little bit more of, like, this is the, the, like, he's he's going, like, A to Z. Right. I want, like, give me, like, a B or a T, like, give me something something in the middle. Even if it's, like, okay, A to to G, then from there, that points me to this. Just give me one little thing. Got it. And then I'm able to... Honestly. Buy it a little bit more. Because a lot of these things, I'm just assuming that, like, okay, he's obviously, he's a teacher. He's been in the field for a long time. Like, he understands criminal psychology. I'm sure he's just pulling from his knowledge of, like, things he learned in grad school or in the field or whatever. And we're just not hearing it come out of his mouth. Like, sure. But it would be cool to be, like, you know, hear that, like, psychological aspect come through whenever he's talking through how he knows something or whatever. Yeah, totally, because it's not like he's using or at least citing theory. Like, oh, yeah. I remember from learning and being on the beat that, like, criminals are more likely to X, Y, and Z. Like, criminal minds does that. Like, yeah. oh, it's probably a male because X, Y, and Z is more likely. Victimology shows that blah, 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 I guess blah. that's what the, like, sassy science crew is there for. I guess, they but they're more like a CSI crew. Like, oh, the victim's head was blown in, so therefore it was blunt force trauma or, like, whatever. Oh, yeah, As opposed, sure. to, As like, opposed to, like, the, the kind of, yeah, psychology, behavioral victim it seems more yeah. like for Will, because he's not citing things, it's like, I just intuit all this. Yeah. I'm I'm going purely off of instinct and sense and not from, like, ex, yeah. like ex, professional <laughs> <Citations>. experience, right? <laughs> Which I get, like, good professionals and good people, either investigators, clinicians, whatever, do both. Yeah. You go oh, yeah. back on what you've learned and you also use your intuition Absolutely. based on what you've learned, informed intuition. Absolutely. So, like, we have to, I guess, assume that he's using that, but... That's what I do, I guess. And, but yeah. otherwise, you need to just suspend that disbelief, I yeah. suppose. Which I do, but yeah. th- this episode particularly, I guess, had some of that where I'm like, how do they know that? Yeah. And like, we're, we're jumping way ahead, but, no, like, when they're like, he's... He's the, the the Ripper is telling you where to find Gideon. Oh, he's gonna be in like mm-hmm. within the observation the telescope tower. How did how did Hannibal know that they were going to then be there? Yeah. Based on the first, I'm, I'm yeah, just that's like that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe as we go through the episode, we'll unpack it and I'll figure out how mm-hmm. they knew to find 
how Hannibal knew that Gideon was going to be there. The planetarium, right. I guess because of the arm, but why? I don't know. Hmm, okay. <laughs> we'll keep thinking about it. Yeah, we'll think about it. Um, interesting that when he's serving, uh, this is an example of everything had its occasion. When he's serving Indian food, Hannibal is serving a beer. They're both oh. drinking a tall glass of beer. Oh, okay. Um, because you wouldn't serve red wine if that were Indian food. Yeah. Something that would counteract and blend well with the spices. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so it's some kind of a beer, which, which I was like, okay, that, that's interesting, right? Yeah, no, that is super interesting. Yeah. And obviously a beer he brewed himself, I'm yeah. sure, and, and bottled like, up. And I was wondering about, like, okay, what kind of beer would pair well with that kind of curry? Maybe something on the maltier side. Maybe something yes. kind of hoppy with a little bit, you know, maybe like a red ale or something like that. Oh, a red ale would be That nice. would blend well with the curry and the spices and not be too light. So it would be not, not it's like blanket palate cleanser, but something that would maybe marry well with it. a little nutty. Like I could see that going well yeah. with some spices. The room was so dark I couldn't see the color of the beer. Hmm, that's cool. So if anyone else knows what they were drinking or uh, has any more insights, yeah. let well, me, let us know. With, uh, yeah, love Indian to. Food. Love to. Um, so after that, you know, Hannibal says something like, well, the subject mustn't be aware of any influence. We then go to Will and he is like freaking out in bed. Sweaty, crazy. He is losing it. This is like the, what was it? The first X-Men movie when that senator becomes a a mutant and then like becomes like water and like fades away into water. And nerds, I know you guys listening know this. It's been so long since I've seen the the first X-Men movie. It's great. Um, the first Exxon movie, there's a super anti-mutant senator who's posing this, like, mutant registration act. Magneto kidnaps him, turns on his whirly gig thing, which turns him into a mutant. Yeah. Which turns him into this, this, this like, weird water mutant. Ooh. And then, but it's fucking with him because he's not supposed to become a mutant because he wasn't born that way. Yeah. And then it, it fucks with him to where he's, like, on the operating table with, like, Halle Berry looking over him. And he, like, literally, like, melts into a puddle of water oh. at the end. And then, then that's how he dies. Ooh. That's what happened to Will in his dream. He's, like, he, like, becomes yeah, water. actually. Um, I have a question about that scene. And Ask I guess it. this is because he was feeling sick. He's in bed, asleep yep. in bed, at 8.19 p.m. Yes. I know. I thought that too. I was like, "Wow, this is much earlier than whenever he typically looks over at the clock, and it's like midnight, yeah. two, like something like that." Yeah, eight nineteen. Which I guess he's like, you know, it's winter still, gets dark early. Yeah, he's feeling like shit because he's yeah. incredibly sick. Um, so he's like, "I'm a turn in early," and I get it. I've turned in early many Absolutely. times. I'm feeling sick. It's dark in the winter time. You have, you know, you're just like, "All right, fuck it, I'm getting another covers," and it's like it seven did seem p.m. Strange. Yeah, it was. Um... It did seem strange. Maybe he had an early morning. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's. Um, I don't. Know. I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, I guess he was just feeling bad. But yeah, I was like, okay, eight, eight nineteen. That that's in. He's in bed early tonight. And he's like apparently been in bed for a long time because he's already like mega sweaty by the time he looks over and is like hallucinating yeah. or whatever. Yeah, totally. Hmm. <laughs> Ugh, I wrote wet as fuck. He's just like <laughs> sweaty. Ugh. Yes. And the next thing is the loading Eddie Izzard into the paddy wagon. Eddie Izzard is amazing. Yes, he crushes he it. He nails in. it in this episode. Yes. I mean, the previous episodes, he was great, but I was watching this and I was like, mm. wow. Yes. He's just like so, I buy it. I buy oh. that he is some like unhinged, like confused yes. murderer. And his little speeches he does, especially yeah. later in the next scene in the truck. Oh my God. Crushing. Um, I Chilton isn't even trying to hide how shook he is. 
Like, he's looking at the back and Chilton's, like, looking away, like, oh, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, Chilton, like, wow, you aren't together. even, like, really, though. <laughs> Again, that's that, like, fake BDE, like, he can't even, like, hardly fake, be, like, being cool, you oh. know? <laughs> like, he is. See you in court, like, tries to throw out, like, yeah. a line at the end, like, hey, we'll see you in court, and he's right, like, oh. Chilton, go away. Uh, but yeah, the, the the next scene is Eddie in the truck. Oh, it's so good. Is that the next scene? I think so. That's what I next wrote. Okay. And I tend to write I, this about every single scene. No, That's I, why I have three I pages you. of notes every every episode. I trust you. And he's just like, you married? You married? Yeah. He that was, long, huh? He's yeah, just like, I love that. He's like, how long have you been married? Crickets. That long, huh? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh, something bad is going to happen. Like, anytime. A criminal that, you know, devious is like alone with us, like one or two. Mm-hmm. It's like one officer and some medical tech. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, this is not going to end well. Well, this is like literally taken from The Dark Knight, also. Um, and other movies have done this before, which is like, oh my God, yeah. don't get like, he's obviously like, if, if I was in the, like, if I was the prison guard and I'm sitting yeah. there, I'm like, this guy is a psychopath. Right. And I, Maybe he, escaped, he murdered hopefully would have been before. warned. He's going to try and fuck with your brain. Yeah. Just sit there, no matter what he says. And yet always in these movies and these shows, he gets into their head enough where the guy punches him. And yeah. then, of course, which is what he wants him to do, yeah. to engage in a fight. This exact scene was in Dark Knight where the Joker is sitting in the uh, interrogation room. Right. And the other cop is, like, guarding the door. And the cop is like, well, you know how it was to kill your, your friends? And he just, yeah. like, fucks with the guy enough. one of your friends so were that, cowards. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what a guy is like? And, like, this is going to, I'm going to enjoy this. And he cracks his skull. And, of course, the next scene is he's, he right. busted out. Which is right. like, come on. But it's like, in situations like that and in Eddie Izzard in the, mm-hmm. in the back of this truck, why not put him in, like, a straight jacket? You know, like, why not put him in something more... You think have him in handcuffs. Yes. You think that's going to hold him? Yes, especially since later on we see Will with the whole, like, spoiler alert, yeah. you know, when, when, when Will is later in custody, sorry, uh, he's in the, act like, the classic Hannibal-esque, like, with the fucking mask and the thing. Yes. Why isn't Eddie Wait, Izzard in this? So you guys had that on hand and you didn't put it on Eddie Izzard, the guy who you're presuming is the Chesapeake Ripper, but if he's not, we still know that he's at least a prolific murderer. Yes, who already faked his death, hugged a hit a thing in his wrist, and murdered a nurse. This guy is capable of doing these things, and he's just sitting there in handcuffs in, like, a flannel Just like a casual, thing. like he was like, arrested for public urination about? or something. Like, no, put him in yes. more restraints. I totally agree. And also, like, don't but don't, don't, don't give in, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, they put him in the back with, like, the most... Uh, the most gullible police officer in town, I guess. I don't know. Regarding divorce. I'm not saying you've got anyone, but just, I just, <laughs> oh, it crushes it. Just killer. Less paperwork. Oh, it's so good. Like, Eddie Izzard, though, kill, kills it in yeah. this. Um, that was really my only note for this, besides the outfit notes, which we'll talk about later. Nice. Um, I just put Eddie Izzard as a gem. He's so good. Oh, yeah. I have that, too. Um, and then it cuts to, I, that, that, that's a, a motif in this episode. It's just, like, close-up shots of fabric filling with blood cut yeah. away to credits because I think this is the last scene pre-credits okay okay and then it cuts back to and then it goes then to uh, the Will Patty Wang this, yeah. this is when I was like how do you know all this stuff he's staying in the Patty Wang goes all I need is one hand free crack my wrist pull out boom yeah. boom boom all this fight choreography and I was like how do you how know how do you know the precise fight choreography <laughs> it was an intense scene oh yeah when he kicks that guy's head into the roof of the bus yeah 
Oh, man, that was amazing. How many um, stunts do you think Hugh Dancy's actually doing? I thought about it, yeah. and then I was lazy and didn't. But I thought about rewinding and trying to see if I could find a stuntman. But, I see what you're saying. I mean, it, it, it was cut he, well enough that I couldn't tell, but, I, you know, maybe. I think he probably did a good part of that, um, especially mm-hmm. considering it was such like close combat, too. It's mm-hmm. sort of hard to fake a stuntman in that situation unless it was a really... Um, Really good stuntman looked just like him, but I it looked like he did a good yeah. portion of it. And he's a fit guy, oh, you know. Yeah. He's not like yeah. I would buy that. He's like, yep, I did the, did that fight sequence. Absolutely, I'd buy that. But yeah, it was some intense choreography. It was awesome. Okay, here's a question: was, uh-huh. my, was my TV just messing up, or was the pendulum <laughs> swing thing like sort of skipping? I don't know. Did you, you didn't notice? Okay. It if might anyone, have been. If anyone recalls this episode, let me know. But it seemed like whenever the pendulum swing thing was happening, that it sort of like either like skipped it, like sort of stuttered, like skipped a beat or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, is my TV being weird? Or is he like, <laughs> is he, is it like sort of me- his mind, right, is like on mm-hmm. fire and maybe it's fucking with his pendulum. He was still able to, to empathize and, yes. and go into the scene but it seemed like it was harder for him to do so or something I don't know that would be an amazing little little detail if like yeah. because of his encephalitis the pendulum but then wouldn't you then it follow that then his Sherlockian magic uh, also be kind of fucked up which I guess it is in the sense that he's like getting too deep in which happened in the previous episode mm. when he like lost himself in it which didn't happen in this episode. I guess because he knew that it was Gideon and it wasn't this magical person that he could then yeah. project himself onto, I, I guess. I don't think it necessarily means that the actual envisioning the scene had to be fucked up too, but maybe just like getting yourself into that space initially was harder. It's harder. But once you're there, he was able to sort of read the signs. I don't know. It might have just been that my internet was fucking up where I watched Hell, this. I mean, I watched this on like uh, standard def because I watched it on my Wii. <laughs> That's how I watch Amazon Prime on my TV oh, no. is through my Wii, <laughs> which is currently, because I don't really play video games, the only time I ever use my Wii anymore is to watch Hannibal. Let's watch Amazon. Oh, man. <laughs> we got to get you an HD situation. Yeah. I watch it on my phone occasionally, which is, like, not any better. It's an HD, but it's, you know, I'm, six inches by four and a half. I yeah. like watching it on my computer because, like, it has the actors will pop up. Whoever's on the screen, you, like, move your mouse and, like, oh, yeah. it'll show, like, oh, oh this computer, is Gina yeah. Torres. This is whatever. Yeah, on the computer. Oh, I know. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Amazon's app is cool in that way. And it also gives you, like, trivia notes mm-hmm. and, like, all this other different stuff. Um, and then tis the season. All the ornaments are hung. All, all the ornaments. All the organs are hung like ornaments on the fucking tree. So weird. Well, I want to go back to the fight scene because oh, yeah. we already talked about him killing that one guy by just taking his head between his feet and slamming his head up against the roof mm. of the van mm. over and over. Yeah. And the other guy gets killed by him taking. This was so brutal to me. Taking the <laughs> handcuffs. The open handcuffs and like slicing them across his neck. Whoa, I forgot about that. Wasn't that? I was like, hell yeah. I was sort of shook by that. I was like, that is brutal. You use what you gotta use. I you guess. know, use whatever found objects you have around you. That's <laughs> like some Krav Maga shit. <laughs> and again, Abel Gideon is a surgeon and also a psychopath. Yeah. This is again psycho strength. What <laughs> What are we doing here? He can like fight. Yes. He can fend off two dudes who one of them, you know, the med tech for a criminal hospital, you have to be like a strong guy to like oh, hold sure. down With people. people and, yeah. yeah. And yet he's able to, in close quarters, yes. fend off these two guys and kill them. 
Yes. And the police officer guy, the security guard, whoever, it looked like a pretty large man. I mean, like a decent sized. Who hopefully had a gun, I guess. He, although I he might not have had a gun. Oh, although a lot of prison guards don't have guns, yeah, I don't maybe think. Not. Maybe not. I don't know. But still, like. It like again. This is like the thing of like, do all psychos, psychopaths Psycho have strength. this kind of like, like psycho strength? Ba, 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 ba. Psycho, psycho strength. strength. <laughs> yeah, right. He's just eating his Wheaties. <laughs> I you said this episode is sponsored by Wheaties. <laughs> yeah, he's eating his Wheaties. He's eating his cocktail. He's got like little Smokies. <laughs> it's like a spinach for Popeye, except just a can <laughs> of Wheaties. <laughs> oh, oh, amazing. Um, so yeah, like hanging the ornaments is not the Chesapeake Ripper's mo. This is just him getting the Ripper's attention. <sighs> okay, so later there's something on Tattle Crime, but how how would the Ripper know about these things? He's doing this to get the Ripper's attention. I guess like that there's oh, local yeah. media on the scene. I guess, or the cops would gossip and it would find. Unless Will is telling him more that we don't see him. You know what I mean? Like maybe Will is. I don't know. Wait, yeah, how but would he Eddie Izzard doesn't know that Will knows who Hannibal is. Eddie Izzard doesn't, doesn't know, know that Will... <laughs> doesn't know who the Chesapeake Ripper is. Eddie Izzard doesn't know who the Ripper is. Okay, So right. therefore he wouldn't know that, like, oh, Will Graham will be at this scene and therefore will tell Hannibal. I think he assumes... Uh, actually, I don't know. I was I think he assumes that Will would be on the scene because it's yeah. that's what he investigates. I mean, he's currently yes. investigating him and that sort of thing. But, but I think you're right. How would... He wouldn't know that Will would then know that. I guess maybe he's just assuming it'll be on the local news, maybe, yes. and he'll yeah. be watching it'll that. F- or on Tattle Crime. Or on and he knows crime, that. Yeah. And he says it later. He uses he it very loud because he goes, "You, we we know this that he is an avid reader of yes. your shit." <laughs> um, and it is shit, apparently. Um, <laughs> I love that she's a blogger. Yeah. How does she does she have ad sales? Who's Ooh. buying ads on her thing? Is it like, or is it like Infowars where she has like her own pr- line of products? Like, oh Freddie Lounge, like, tactical wipes. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, Guys, get out there and make a store of just like, what this Tattle Crimes ad buys. It's like Freddie Lounge hair products because her hair looks fantastic. It's all like, it looks great. Hair growth, Propecia pills. Propecia um, pills. <laughs> Uh, okay, where I've lost myself in my notes here. Uh, getting uh, his attention, we're still at the murder yeah, sequence. Yeah, and hanging the, yes, right, because they're like, oh, this couldn't be the Ripper because he wouldn't leave the organ, so he's yeah. trying to get the Ripper's attention. Great. The, the next scene is one of the funniest moments in this entire show. It, 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 do you know who the next scene is? You have on your Yes, head? yeah, they're they're back at the hospital talking to children, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Alana open? and Will. Yeah. yeah, how does the scene open, though? It's one of the funniest things. Oh, yes, Chilton is reading <laughs> a textbook with a magnifying glass. He's holding it. Again, that is some fake... <laughs> And here's the thing. I watched it every round it. He, they get, like, buzzed into his office. So presumably, Chilton has a secretary. So yes. presumably, again, Chilton got buzzed. Uh, Dr. Bloom and Will Graham are here to see you. Got it. I think. He was like, oh, they're here? Grab the book. Yeah. Okay. And, mm, uh, and, oh, hey, as, guys. Oh, just, hey, guys. Just casually. We're in a tableau. Like, it's like that. Have you ever Stella, the sketch comedy show? No. Like, I guess it wasn't sketch. It was a... These three guys, Michael Showalter, Michael Ian Black, and David Wayne, who mm-hmm. went on there to make a lot of other great stuff, oh, yeah. um, had, a, had a show on Comedy Central um, in the early 2000s for one season that got canceled. It was way ahead of its time in the sense of, like, cable TV. Sure. Because it was from their sketch show and their show called The State in New York. 
And there were just these three guys who were fucking idiots. And they, oh, yeah. It's hilarious. It's a classic. It's so fucking funny. And it was obviously way ahead of its time, and it's brilliant. But they had this one episode, I think in the first episode, where they're, 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 their landlord's coming into his door, knocking, knocking. And they oh, and they and they go and one gets a book, one gets like a tennis racket, and they stand there. <laughs> Who is it? And he goes, open the door. They go, we can't. And we're in a tableau, and they're just standing there in this like, oh hey, yeah, like, exactly. Listen, which is that like he's like, oh, didn't know you guys oh, were gonna weird. be here. I was just yeah. studying this book with this like fancy AF magnifying glass. And the text so of the book funny. was Such a bit blurry. Funny. I tried so hard to see what the book he, Ooh. what book it was, and I couldn't read it. Because you're watching on stage with death on a fucking yes. Wii. That's why. Yes, I am. Uh, I, I should have thought to look closer, but I thought I was like, okay, <laughs> chill. Amazing. Who are you fooling it's here? Amazing. Just that was one of the funny. I was on the like I was dying laughing last night watching that. I was like, this fucking try. Art. He's a troll. He's so silly. <laughs> it's so amazing. Uh, He's got a magnifying glass. What is he reading? Like ancient Byzantine text? Like right. it's a Why book. Is it so, right, it's just a regular book. Why do you do you need glasses? <laughs> like just know. get a pair of glasses. Get a pair, get a pair of reading glasses. Get some will will give something. you his glasses if you need some glasses. Yeah, they're too tiny for him. We'll give oh them to my you. God. I was too busy paying attention to what everyone was wearing in this scene, so Great. I don't know what actually the talk, what they talked about, if you recall. Uh, Alana was mad as fuck, basically. So um, oh. I also noticed that the fact that he's got a big boat painting, like an like old naval ship oh. painting in the back of his office, which is, I don't think he's ever been on a boat in his entire life. Only was in not. Baltimore, maybe he's been on a sailboat, but still, like, he has, like, this, like, yeah. big, like, like, captain, like, not captain, like, master and commander-esque yeah. naval tableau and I was like this guy <laughs> exactly like, oh this is what an office should have he also um, has two stag heads in his office too oh yeah like two stone just like heads of deer yeah. sort of by the window it's amazing his office is a treasure trove of it like is. insane like beautiful set decoration but Alana's pissed because Chilton escaped and she's like you fucking planted the idea he's yeah. now coming after people and you set this guy loose because you told him he was just a gripper and Will, and Chilton's like I didn't write what what, yeah. what Will said uh, what, what Chilton said all I wrote was like oh, Chilto is a I wrote Chilto is a bitch <laughs> He Chilto is a bitch. That is a Chilly. correct. That is a correct statement. No, okay. I remember Alana being very upset mm-hmm. and Will having to like literally hold her yeah. back, like she was about to be like hold my earrings yeah, and like basically. fight Chilton. Yeah, she something. was really pissed she at him, mad. and he threw some shit back at her. I can't remember what he said, but he was basically like, brr, 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 to yeah, her or you something. talked to him too, like some yeah, some bullshit like that. And then it cuts to the briefing. So this is like. Jack, Jack is like, this guy is on the loose, armed and dangerous. I guess he's briefing all the FBI yes. agents to try and get him. And Will is in the back, and I said, Losing Will, his mind. I said, Will is looking like a little sweaty Betty. <laughs> sweaty Betty? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just sweating, and then he starts hallucinating. He sees all those antlers everywhere. Like, if everyone recalls the antler room that was, uh, that uh, J, that GJH had mm-hmm. uh, on his uh, grounds. So he's like hallucinating all these antlers, and he's hallucinating that Jack is yelling at him again and going, what kind of crazy are yes. you? I wrote, that must have been hilarious to shoot. Yes. So they're like, all right, Lawrence, so we have this 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 room here. We have antlers everywhere. It's like, but it's the briefing room. I need you to walk up to the camera, look down the barrel, and just yell things. Yeah, just yell things that you go. would have yelled at Will. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was something like, what kind of crazy? And it's like something else like, oh, yeah, you've killed and you, you'll you kill again or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it started with him talking about 
uh, Eddie, and then it turned into you. Yes. Because Will's, right. of course, been like, oh, shit, what am I capable of? Yeah. Well, he's losing grasp on oh. who he is. I mean, he's talked about in the last episode that he feels like he's fading, and he feels mm-hmm. like he's, this episode he said, like, he's, feels like he's spilling, spilling over again with that, like, water motif. He Gross. <laughs> I feel, was it this episode or last one where he went, I feel fluid? That was this episode. Ugh, gross. Yeah. Like, <laughs> ugh. Like body fluids. Just like, I feel like I'm just like melting into a wet, just like, well, He was a f- sweaty ass Betty yes, in this episode. he was a sweaty Betty. And I love that Jack's talking to some people, like, blah, 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 blah business. And then looks back at the room and he was just like, keep it together. Keep it together. <laughs> yeah, like whenever you're like stoned in public and you're yes. like, no one knows. Yes. It's okay. Well, this is so funny. And then I, we said before we recorded how I watched Born Identity right after this. Um, and I was also a little bit stoned when I watched this episode <laughs> again. But I've been way too high, especially in college, and been like, I don't know who I am. Correct. Or... <laughs> You feel like you've woken up from a dream and the rest, the previous all of your life was a dream and now you're like actually in reality and it's the most fucking terrifying feeling because so you're like, because you're like, what is even real now? Because if everything I thought was real was a dream, right. what fucking world am I living in? Right. And you're and, like, who were all of these people and what are they thinking? And like, how long has it been? How long has it been? It's been two hours. Oh, it's been two oh, minutes? It's been two. <laughs> I hate that. There was one party I ran up to our mutual friend, Ben, and I was like, Ben. <sighs> what time is it? And he's like, it's 10.35. I was like, oh, it's still pretty early. Great. Nice oh. young. High five. I walked away. <laughs> Apparently, 10 seconds later, I ran back on the Ben, man, what, what time is it? And he's like, it's 10.36 now. I was like, really? I, like, I, kept, yes. I kept doing that over the course right. of 10 minutes. I hate that feeling. You're like, wait, how long have I been staring at this exact spot? Yeah. That, But that was Will, and Jack looks over at him. And he does, he does this thing where he looks over at him, he looks at him and he's like, realizes something is wrong. He looks over his sweaty little face and he's mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. that's not normal. And then he just turns away. Like, yes. I'll deal with that later or, or never. I may, might not deal with it or I'll try and like, yeah. Right. <sighs> this is a good time for segments. Yes. We're about to Ooh, bump into so Hanny's office. I, I'm excited for you. I'm excited that, that you're excited about the costumes. I have some thoughts yes. as well. I'm very excited about costumes. There costume. were some decent costumes. The past hasn't been a lot. I yeah. think because we haven't had a lot of Freddie Lowndes or Alana Bloom in past episodes. Yeah. Or Chilton, for that matter. Chilton's mm-hmm. chock full of of the goods. All right. So but first, we're going to do Eat the Crude. And we're going to eat the Crude first. We gotta do okay, ETC. Eat the Crude. All right. So we always do that before costumes. Song. we got to keep, keep our order. That's right. Eat the Crude. 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 Boom. Yeah. All right. Okay. So tell us what we have today, Jack. So we have, and I think this should be a video for Twitter because this is a very like. Okay, I'll turn this is, lamp. This is an experiential ether crude. So I will say, prefacing it, there is a place in our town that we live in. You didn't take advantage of this coupon it has attached to it? $1 off? That, that previously had offered um, peanut butter and jelly flavored wings. And so on the tail, I saw this on the menu and I was very excited a few weeks ago, especially on the tail end of our buff. Pumpkin spice mm. wings that we loved. So good. I think you just can can rip it because it I has. I know, a, but I'm okay, a whatever. Um, and I was like super stoked, so I I tried to call them today and get takeout, and they phone didn't work. So I show up at the bar. And I go, can I stay at the bar and order? And they, they hand me the menu, and they were off the menu. So I I then sit there. The bartender comes back, and I go, Oh, are you guys out of your peanut butter and jelly uh, wings? And she was like, I guess we are. This is a brand new menu. And I go. Okay, well then, see ya. So I just get up and leave. And she's like, "What? You're leaving?" I go, "Yeah, I was just gonna get that for a for a podcast." 
That's like the whitest thing in the world. Really Do you guys have the peanut butter and jelly wings? I need them for my podcast. No, no. The whitest thing that happened to me today, no, that I did today, <laughs> was that I was writing lyrics for a podcast segment while driving to the farmer's market yeah, to pick up my CSA share. That's P. White, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no apologies. Good produce. So Support instead, local farmers. instead today, these were supposed to be saved for the episode 12 and 13 that we have coming up, yeah, but whatever. we were like, whatever, we'll do these. So Jack found some delicious candies, one of which is... And this is some, like, off-brand shit. This isn't even, like, you know, Hershey's. But, okay, it's called Juicy Drop Pop <laughs> Hard Candy and Sour Gel. It's apparently this, like, pop. It looks sort of looks like a mini popsicle, and it's a sucker. Yeah. It's and like it a push comes pop with, kind of thing, I guess. Kind of. And it comes with the this, like, sour gel that you squirt on the lollipop or and then in question mark well the picture on the bag and we'll take a picture we're gonna do a little video jack's gonna do a video of me eating this because we didn't get a video of me doing the cheesecake yes candy we'll bar. do you yes 100 um okay do you there's two flavors okay. there's there's blue rebel and knockout punch you have a nicer phone so you have I nicer do. camera i think we'll 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 do one of each I, i'll do okay. knockout yeah, punch. Do your code okay and I'm going to do, was it Blue Raspberry? It's Blue Rebel. Blue Rebel. Blue Rebel Wilson. <laughs> um, okay. How do you go to the menu in this iPhone you with no just, button? Hold on. Just there's no button, it. how I do you... I understand. Oh, listeners, Melina's <laughs> phone has... Is that Leo DiCaprio from Afar by Paparazzi as your background screen? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so just know that. I have a pretty picture from Scotland and then my daughter... Whereas Melina has a picture taken by some paparazzo of Leo DiCaprio in a jacket wearing sun with sunglasses on. It's Leo in his upcoming film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Great. Um, yes. You're, so, you're an honorary member of the Pussy Posse, right? That's correct. Yeah. Not, not a lot of people know that, but um, that's correct. Yeah, you and Kevin Connolly. <laughs> okay. This is Toby a McGuire. really confusing. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm starting the video now. Okay. Because Melina is trying to figure this out, and this Do is I pull this some, apart? Does Melina it have is directions holding on it? the juice pop. Yeah, here um, it is. And there's like a little. It I'm looks like a gonna, bop it. Yeah. It looks like a twist it, spin it, flick it. It looks like that. So I get that this is the gel comes out of here, but the yeah, sucker. Like a little, there's a okay. nozzle. I think you need to unwrap the plastic. Yeah, I have even to more. take the rest of it. Melina off. hadn't even unwrapped it yet. Well, oh. it, the, oh, <laughs> so so, so it's got like a little nozzle on top where the gel comes out. And then there is a little handle that Sorry. looks like a little pull handle, where I'm assuming you would pull out. Okay. Okay. A. a oh. Okay. It's wrapped up in more plastic. Jesus, this is crazy. This is why we have a plastic problem right here. Should I taste it without the gel first? I think you should. I'm assuming it's gonna be just a red. It, what is it? Was it fruit knockout punch. red? Knockout punch. Knockout punch. It's a fruit, fruit punch. punch lollipop. Great. It's actually pretty good. Great. So yeah. There's a lollipop. It looks like a, just like a regular lollipop, kind of like a popsicle almost, kind of flat and round. All right. And I'm opening and the gel. <laughs> opening the gel. Is there a time limit for videos on Twitter? Mm, I don't think so. Good. This is already over a minute. Okay. There's like a little divot in there, which I'm assuming is where I'm supposed to put the gel. Oh, this is unbelievable. Yeah. There is a divot, mm. and Zelina is squi- The this, gel is a bit thin. Look at this. If this... This is the most sexual thing I think I've done all day. <laughs> okay. The day is the day is early though. Hopefully it won't be. <laughs> hopefully it's still. Hopefully later it won't be. Perry, shout out. Okay. Mmm. <laughs> it is pretty sour. Okay. It's not bad. I mean, I don't get the. This is I don't so need insane. all of this. You know what I mean? 
Oh, but it's this like is not very terrible. crazy. So like, the, so the lollipop is flat like a popsicle, yeah. and it has a little divot where you can then just like place. Uh, we should have uh, pre-unwrapped these because it's just a loud plastic. I didn't sound. anticipate it being so wrapped up, but yeah, it has like a little divot in it where you can put the gel. Mm-hmm. And like, honest to God, not bad. It is. It's sour. I like. I love sour candy. Mm-hmm. It tastes like fruit punch. It's so good. But like, it's it like knockoff warheads. Basically, it is so overly complicated. But what I do like, I'll tell you what I do like about this whole setup, is that you can close the cap on the gel, mm-hmm. and you can put the sucker back into the yes, little holder and I agree. Like save it for later. Um, did you like Push Pops as a kid? Yes, I did. I was a big fan of the triple ones because they had the outside um, lever to push the Push Pop up. Oh. Whereas the single player Push Pop, you stuck your finger in, and then it would get all like goopy yes. and sticky, and I wasn't a fan. I wasn't on board for that. I was also into the like uh, dipsticks or whatever mm. they were called. Fun dip. Fun dip. That was my shit. And just like a piece of chalk, you were into you were into dipping chalk into yes. colored sugar. It was mostly the sugar part that I was into. Okay, so I have the blue. What is it called? I can't remember. Uh, blue blue rebel. rebel. It's blue raspberry, guys. Yes. Which isn't a real fruit. I, your mouth is like already blue, so oh, that's I can't, it's amazing. I can't. You're going to need to do a picture of me. <laughs> and I have one wearing blue nails th- this weekend. You've taken like two licks and your mouth is already completely blue. Is that sexual? You've taken two <laughs> licks and your mouth is already blue. Why not? Get at us, Hannibals. Again, another shout out to the Headful of Hannibal podcast. They said a few episodes ago, you can't be a zero on the Kinsey scale and be a fan of Hannibal. I think every Fanable... Yeah. It's got to be a little bit queer. Do you guys know what the, totally... the Kenzie scale is a scale of zero to six in which zero is completely heterosexual and six is completely homosexual. And there's a theory that no one is completely zero or six, but apparently mm. you can't be. Um, let me oh, finish. I'm not a fan of the sour gel, guys. Apparently oh. you can't be completely zero and enjoy Hannibal, oh. which I agree. I completely agree as well. Um, I also don't buy those people who are completely zero. I guess there are. Um Mm. I'm just taking some pics. Uh, Cute. Did you want to get your nails on there? <laughs> now that is a disturbing picture. <laughs> All right, hold on. Get one, get, get one more. I'm now squirting the liquid into my mouth. Oh, yes. Um, All right, disgusting. Oh, I don't like the sour liquid. This is fun only because you get to be gross with it, I feel mm-hmm, like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you get to squirt some liquid on a thing. Oh. It's weird. But um, it has a, you don't the like sour it? liquid, well, it's, it's got a good sourness after. The, the initial little hit tastes like metal to me. It has a really? little metallic. Here, open your mouth. I'm squirting some of the blue <laughs> oh, stuff in no. Lou's mouth. You put your hands up as if I was going to put it in your hands, as if that would be a less crazy thing to do. You know what? Yours does taste a little metal. Do you want to taste mine? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just squirt it the better. Much better. Right. Mine's better. Okay. okay. Yeah. The punch yeah. is much better. Guys, when you get the Juicy Drop Pop, which I bought at Walmart, <laughs> um, I had to get a new air filter for our air system. Inside I'm sweating my- a little bit. The sourness mm. is hitting me. I'm sweating like Will. <laughs> so we'll put the... I like that it has a little cap for it because we're yeah. going to put this away once we're finished. The exactly. We're because, not going to keep eating. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to fromage again because my wife was catching up. And just the, I apologize, listeners, for the eating wings throughout the rest of the fucking episode. Just like, <laughs> just like me, just like eating boneless wings as we're talking about a scene from Hannibal. You know, it's a niche market, I feel Honestly, like we have. Yeah. Niche, if you are still around listening to this, I feel like there are people. We love you. There are people who probably listened to that episode oh. and were like, I'm never listening to this again. There's a divot on top, on yeah. the side, and on the a little on, on the top. Now, this is kind of fun because I enjoy I enjoy food that, like, makes you kind of work. Like, I love fajitas. Mm. 
any Mexican dish where chicken that, wings that I see comes with like also comes with oh, flour and tortillas. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I love to build it. Ooh, I'm gonna put a little bit of guacamole on this one. I love to build it. I get that. Yeah. Same. And this is kind of like that. Like, I went through a kick for like two months one time where I was where I would I would take like like the the squirter of ketchup and individually ketchup each fry. I was that psycho okay. for about a month when I was like 16 or whatever. And then I was like, this is too much work. But like I kind of, this, this is akin to that. I'm okay. going to take one more sip. Yeah, do it. Sip. It's Ew. actually not bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm, yummy. That's a lot. That was good. Okay. But I, see, I was thinking about Eat the Crude today. Yeah. And I think it originally started to be like gross things, but I think more so things that Hannibal would find distasteful, like fad candies. Yeah. Can you imagine... Hannibal ever yeah, pouring ever. juicy sugar liquid right on a little lollipop. little lollipop with a divot in it and then licking it off. Mm. Actually, I mean, I, could. Guys, I mean, guys, I mean, actually, fan erotica. Get at that cartoon of Hannibal just like licking a lollipop. Mamma mia! Can we get at that, please? Okay. Okay. We ate the crude. Ate, ate the crude. Ate the crude. Ate the crude. Ate the crude. Woo. Guys, this is going to be a long one because That's there's more okay. to go in this episode and we're an hour in. I'm just going to say, you're already on board. Like, this is episode 11. We've had hour 40 episodes. You know what's up. You know what this but is. But I'm just going to let you guys know um, because we're about to start costumes. Yeah. Okay, i got to cue up the karaoke track because you better believe that I have backing Some music for this sure one. Make sure it's not too, too loud. Okay. Will's having trouble trying to sleep. He's dreaming of his flannel shirts. That tie bar's fat. Fedora hat. What's under Freddy's overcoat? What's he wearing costumes? Hey. Thank you, guys. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That was fun. Okay, let's Fedora get hat into... was my favorite line. <laughs> and I was like, I want to rhyme, but that tie bar's fat fedora hat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yay. Oh, where am I? I'm in the wrong place. First thing I wrote was Chilton's tie bar is miles wide. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about whenever he's watching um, Eddie Ezra get into the van? I didn't notice the tie bar. This is in the dinner sequence. The, the, dinner, oh, the curry okay. dinner scene. He's got a tie. He's always wearing a tie bar, which I appreciate. Always. Sure. I love a tie bar. I've said it before on this podcast. But that one is like wide. It's like yeah. tall. Yes. And it's oh, it's it's big and fat. Yes. In the bold striped shirt, mm. the like geometric tie, mm. and like a dark green suit. I don't even know. It's got the. Peak lapel, like he's this. This is when he's like really trying to be like a pretender to the throne. Like the the like the duality yes. of the two of them at dinner. One is like yeah. so trying so hard, wears it with this feeling like uh, and yeah. then Hannibal is just like f- casually. Hannibal oh, yeah. is never not wearing a suit. He's oh my so god. So far in the later in the later scenes when Will's like losing his mind, Hannibal's at, at home. No one's at dinner, and he's wearing a full suit with a tie all the way up still. What the fuck? Like, that's the clue he's a psychopath right, right. there. <laughs> if anyone had questions, go knock on go knock on Hannibal's door at 10 p.m. on any day. Yes. He's in a full suit. Like, what are you talking about? 
His hair is also really slicked back ooh, in this episode. I thought that too. Yes. I was like, ooh, what is that It's mean? like, oi, it, it's like, it's been slicked back and it's been on his yes. front and I prefer hair of, over the, I, I feel do, like it's more yeah. mysterious and dark and I love that. It's like young Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, we get it. This is the Leo cast. We're gonna. <laughs> Melina oh, has a listen I need to Melina. Leonardo DiCaprio podcast. I'm sure there are 90 of them. 100. Um, but you're gonna make your own because yes. if there isn't enough things in the world, there aren't enough podcasts. You know, we're living in a market that's really God. open for. <laughs> yeah, could there's a lot of space for growth um, <laughs> in the podcast in media. The podcast. Um, but yeah, his hair is really slicked back this episode. Oh yeah, yes, I noticed that as well. Um, and he's in a like just a similar like it's a more subtly striped tie. He has mm-hmm. a more subtle geometric tie on, mm-hmm. and then just like a charcoal suit or something. Yeah, I feel like the like I used to have a bunch of them. Like the really heavily striped dress shirt is a very dated thing. Yeah, it's very early aughts, mid aughts. It's like we're out of the '90s and we're into these, but the striped shirts remain, and it well, doesn't. You don't see that much anymore, and for good reason, because yeah. it it fights with a lot of of patterned ties. Yes, I was going to say the striped shirt. If you're wearing it in that sort of formal context with a tie or with a suit or something, it's really hard. It's hard. It's so hard to do. It's really hard by itself, just with some like whatever a slacks a or something is fine, or, or a blazer, yeah. unbuttoned. It's totally fine. So fine, but yeah, with a suit and a tie, good luck. It's really tough. Um, the next outfit I have is also Chilton's. Whenever he's watching Eddie get into the van, he's wearing a blue, like a royal blue double-breasted suit, mm-hmm. a striped shirt in a similar sort of geo tie, mm-hmm. a tie bar, great, and a fur-lined suede bomber. <laughs> yes! I wrote, this is off-brand as fuck right now. Oh, yes. Like, what are we talking yes. That bomber jacket, I couldn't keep my eyes off of that. Me neither. That, like, that's like you go to, like, the Levi's outlet, and there's, like, this jean jacket, like, a, a regular jean jacket, and then, yeah. like, the, like, Top Gun-esque one. Yeah, with, like, it's the like shearling like, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are we talking? Like, the fleece, like, fake wool. Like, that's what he's wearing. And it had, like, giant buttons on it, and I was like, this what? looks like something my grandfather yes. owns. It seemed like he's like, oh, I forgot my jacket. Like, his dad's like, well, you can wear mine. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yeah, I like, will. It's a big oh, day for me today. I didn't realize it was gonna be so cold at home this weekend. And your dad's like, "Well, where my other jacket in the jacket yeah, closet?" Take it home with you. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which happened one time years ago. I visited Blythe up in uh, Ohio, where she used to live, and um, her dad went to Wake Forest, and I didn't plan accordingly. And uh, we went to a, we went to a Reds game, and I was like, oh, I didn't pack a hoodie, and I was like. You can just wear this this like big wake forest sweatshirt, and so people were like, "Go deep!" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. Like, here, just try throw this on. Like, Whatever I've got. He would wear like a pea coat, or like a top yeah. coat, like something yes. that would look nice with a scarf and like leather gloves. But what the fuck was that suede bomber? I didn't, and I'm assuming it's a bomber. I didn't see the bottom of it because I was like, sure. Not how long it was. What, oh, I also feel like when you're wearing a suit, you can't wear a coat that is shorter than the suit jacket. 100%. You can't. That is... That is it's not a good look. <laughs> no, that is hideous. I know. I used to make that mistake. My current winter coat is a longer coat for that purpose yeah. of being just all-purpose winter coat. I used to have a pea coat that when I would wear a suit, it would look terrible. Yeah. Because the jacket would, like, peek out from underneath. And I it's mean, just a bad... It looks like... Yeah. It's just a it's just a mistake that I'm I'm sure a lot of people make. But I was like, Chilton, at this point, you are a wealthy man. I'm sure. Maybe. I, I, maybe. He's, he's like he's like Matt Walsh and Veep. He's hundreds of thousands of dollars in credit card debt. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, it you can't, to the like, Baltimore oh, State Hospital for the criminally insane. Like, what is that, like a government so much, job? I bet it's not so much credit card debt. I bet it's gambling debt. That would be, oh, he's like deep in like the Russian mob. Yes. I want that spin off. Can you see that? It's like, a, like, he's just like, he's like every, in between, he's like fending off like guys like, what are you, when are you going to pay up? I swear I'm good for I'm it. Good. <laughs> I just got to get Chesapeake Ripper in jail and I'll get right I'll back to it. I'll sell a book. Don't worry. This book deal's going to be great. That's why he's like drove Chilton because he Ooh. needed a book deal about the Tested Gripper because he needs to pay off the Russians. We've cracked it. All right, guys, we gotta go. That's it. We figured <laughs> See you it guys. out. Podcast <laughs> is over. Uh, but yeah, okay. that jacket is everything, it's and I couldn't lot. crack it because no. this is a show that is so meticulously designed. Yeah. Every element is is so detailed, and like we have to assume mm-hmm. that it's purposeful. Mm-hmm. What does that tell us about Chilton? About that choice, yeah. Is it like kind of like a chink in his armor? Like he's a tryhard, but like, mm. oops, he forgot to bring his winter coat today. Like, what is it? M- oops. <laughs> <sighs> maybe maybe that's why early on he was like looking down, looking awkward. It wasn't that he was shook by Gideon, but he was like ashamed of the coat he was wearing. I bet it was like a Manafort situation where he spent fifteen thousand dollars on this ostrich <laughs> ostrich fur coat, and he was like, I need to get my money's worth that's out of this. Exactly. I think the the parallels between Chilton. Frederick Chilton and Paul Manafort are becoming clearer and oh, clearer. Oh, clearer and clearer with the mob ties mm-hmm. and the debts and the and the insane spending coats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, each one of those stag things cost ten thousand dollars easily, and he paid it with money that he did not have. One hundred percent. Speaking of coats, Jack's got a different coat on this episode. He got the camel kind of coat. It's like a tan, I like a camel. He had wore camel before. Had he? I. He has like a darker one too that I've oh, seen. Oh, okay. Where th- when they were at the beach with yes. the totem pole, I think it was wasn't he in those scenes wearing like a dark overcoat? I mean, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. It jumped out at me this episode more than I had in the past. Maybe he's always got it on, but it seemed like Maybe. oh, he's got a camel coat on. It did jump out because I feel like everyone else. Well, certainly like Katz was in this cute little like red puffer coat, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the other members of the science team were in just like dark, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And he seemed, and Jack seemed to be the only one that was in like a light colored coat. So he did, yeah. he did stand out. I, I think agree. the snow accentuated it, but I mean, this whole show's, especially the first season, has a really really gray color palette. This episode was really gray. Yes, it was very gray. There's this um, post on Tumblr that I love that says something. It's just like a text post, and it says. I wonder if, this is back whenever season two, anyway, it said, I wonder if season three of Hannibal will have actual light in it. Because <laughs> the, the episodes get so dark they, after they do. a while. Like, literally, where you're, like, turning up the brightness on your phone, like, Well, it's Jesus, like a TV thing. I can't There's see. There's a, lo- a lot of TV shows have, like, insane lighting. Like, I was re- re-watching early seasons of West Wing recently, just because, like, I wanted something in the mm-hmm. background that I liked but didn't really ask much of me. Yeah, yeah. And like, okay, I'll let watch this random season one episode of West Wing. And there are shots of like Josh's office where it's like one lamp and it yes. looks like there's no, like the White House didn't invent overhead lighting yet. Right, It's yeah. like dark and I'm like, what the fuck office is this? <laughs> and then you see like the real White House and there's like fluorescent lighting. Everything's bright because it's an, yeah. an actual office. And there's like scenes in the West Wing where it's like these really dark offices. Yeah. It's like this one like desk lamp is lighting the whole office. And, like, and it's it. so this weird. Artistic choice. Like, okay. I get it, Aaron. I can't see, Aaron Sorkin. Turn the lights on. Yeah, no, no. We, we don't want you to see. We want you to really... We want you to feel. The snappy dialogue. It's all about my snappy dialogue. <laughs> listen. Yeah, they're talking it's real quick. You gotta listen. Sor- Sorkonian walk and talks. Yeah, Sorkin drives you dark crazy. scenes in between walk and talks. Classic. Classic I don't hate Sork. Sorkin, but 
you can't watch like a, a lot of sort yeah 100% that <laughs> you can't watch a lot of Sorkin back to back because then you're gonna go oh wow. there's that's catchphrase again mm-hmm. but Sorkin in small doses is like okay it's like mammoth mm-hmm. it's like I get it it's the same kind of pattern pitter patter yeah and it's fun but like you can't be like I'm gonna watch Chris's West Wing yeah I'm gonna N- now I'm gonna newsroom. pop on newsroom and you're like oh too much a lot that's a lot okay um you have no- noted costumes and the Alana is mad as fuck with yes. scene what you got well okay Alana's in her typical um, she she does one of two things right she mm-hmm. either does the wrap dress or mm-hmm. she does the like blouse and a pencil skirt mm-hmm. today was blouse and pencil skirt choice that scene um, yes that scene specifically and she's in her classic knee high boots which she does not take off for a single moment this episode and Wait, what, oh, I didn't clock the boots at all what bothered me the most about the boots situation is that we just came from the previous scene in which they are like knee high in snow mm-hmm. she's in these boots with no tights on yeah like any girl knows that if you're gonna wear a skirt and boots in the winter at least like put on some tights or leggings mm-hmm. or something to just cover the rest of that exposed skin make sure mm-hmm. you're not freezing I'm assuming it's probably 25 degrees outside yeah some of them are like girl are you cold like, I'm worried gonna, about her. Well, also, like, I need to do more looking at, like, what's in their hands. Because she's got her, her red winter coat on, whatever. Yes, she had that red coat but on. But yeah. no scarf. She had no. a hat. Like, yeah. Will is wearing, like, he's not wearing his, even, like, his beanie. No, that, not that he wore on the scene. beach. Yeah. So it's like, did they take these off and ha- hang it up in right. the outer office? Like, they got no scarfs, no nothing. No, like it is. It, it is actively snowing outside. It troubles me. Yeah, it's trouble. You, you were troubled by. <laughs> I it. was up all night. The, uh, the one Hannibal costume. Oh, wait, sorry. Were there any other costumes from that scene? No, no. Go ahead. It was, it was just Alana's. You were really wanted to. Yeah, that I was. Got it. Got it. Pestering me. Yeah. Um, I, Hannibal's costumes. I don't write. I earlier in the show, I write like every single iteration down, and it yeah. just got too much work. But the next one, which is the scene that we're about to catch up to when we finish costumes, is in his office. He's got he, that one I clock. His beautiful blue shirt mm. with the matching blue and orange paisley tie mm-hmm. and that pocket square that was that was matching. Which that's the one blue. thing I'm iffy on. Like I've talked about how I don't like the matching tie and shirt, and mm-hmm. I don't think that the pocket square should be super close. But because it matched the shirt, I I I uh, agree with it. Mm. There was a weird little movement for a little bit that was like. I think when pocket squares were first becoming back a thing, yeah. and it was like the exact same pattern fabric as your tie was the matching pocket square, no. and that's like no, 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 thank you. Bad. I personally, because I'm weird, like to have a pocket square that's a completely different color. Yeah. And some people like that looks weird, and I, I get the criticism, but I just it's something I like to do where I'm like, let's say I'm wearing a dark suit and like a white shirt and like a like a blue tie. I'll get like an orange pocket square. And well, and that's fine. Just like a pop. In, well, in color theory, blue and orange are across from each other, so yes. that makes sense. It's like, like some kind good. of a con. I like the contrast. Yeah. But that worked. There's a better contrast later. He has a red pocket square with like white tinge. I loved that. That's beautiful. I loved. I have one. My current favorite pocket square is like cream <laughs> white, off white with red outlining tinge, and it's my favorite. My favorite because it pops. But I, that's a, he has that's a my beautiful favorite. blue pocket square in that scene, though. That's my favorite thing you've said all day. My current favorite pocket square. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to... So, like, when I was little, I collected Beanie Babies, and I would, like, line them up, and I would, you know, like, set them up all right, and then put them in order, and, like, the, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, this one's my favorite. Like, I just mm-hmm. picture you doing that with your pocket squares. Now my daughter plays with all my... Ba- 
all of my old Beanie Babies. We, unlo- we we unearthed them, and now she has them. Today, she was walking around with my little eagle, American bald eagle <laughs> one, tucked under her arm, just like Aww. walking around with it. <laughs> That's sweet. Um, next costume I had was another Alana Bloom classic. Yes. The green wrap dress that I wrote looked yeah. like a figure skater. She was fin to go oh. up and do a whole like individual short program. I know she does. When she's in the classroom and Will walks mm-hmm. in, you know, I wrote finally an outfit of Alana's that I like. Wow. I actually liked that. It was like okay, Tara, oh, okay, I... Tara Lipinski, <laughs> Johnny and Tara would have approved it also. Loved that. Ooh, speaking of which, I saw a. Sorry, this, this is like a tangent. The tangent episode. I saw Wait, this. That's every episode. True. Uh, that's what people love about us, right? Uh-huh. Right. Right. Um, I don't, if you don't, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I saw this Twitter post this morning that says, "Do you want to know how long 2018 has been? There was an Olympics this year, and everyone has forgotten." And for a moment, right? I was like, I just stared off into the distance for a while. Wow, that blew my mind. Same. Perry was like, "Wait." Was it the Winter Olympics? And I go, yes, they were in Pyeongchang. And he was like, oh, no. Who won anything? Adam Rippon. He's the Adam only reason Rip- I still remember. Only, well, I follow him on Instagram. It's the only yes. reason I remember his name currently. But I was like, right. I, oh, <sighs> right. Oh, boy, boy, boy. Wow, you just blew my mind. So, uh, the, our listeners, you have to deal with that now, too. That, wow. The reality of that. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, that, yeah. Years, as you get older, time moves faster. But shit gets denser. So, I'm like... This year has felt incredibly long, but also yes. has gone by in a second at the yes. same time. Yes. It's a weird thing about time. So strange. Um, but she would have fit right in in the Winter Olympics with that, with that dress. I know, but I actually enjoyed it. And she was back in her knee-high boots with no tights. It's fine, but the dress was, I thought, A+. plus. I, I, I wasn't a fan. That's it okay. It looked like it was like swirl art. Like it someone was. like, yeah. give me some green paint, and then let me drop some white paint in there. Uh-huh. And let me... And let me stick a toothpick in it Correct. and just swirl it around a little bit. Yeah. That's had, what her dress was. I, I don't disagree with you. I wrote that it had a sort of geode type pattern. <laughs> it was like Samson. It was like, it was like. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. A night. Yeah. Like yeah. Carbon, the carbonite. <laughs> Han Solo was frozen into her dress. <laughs> Listeners, can we please get a of that? A lot of them in that dress. And then just like Han Solo's face fucking sticking out of her yeah, chest. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen in carbonite. Uh, so wow, yeah. Well, we are staunchly disagreeing on 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 that staunchly on that part. But I didn't hate it. For once, I'm always ragging on Alana, and people get on to me for ragging on Alana and ragging on Abby. But that's I'm that's on her. Fair. I'm on her. I'm um, in her corner for this here, here. singular moment. I'm on. I'm in Alana's corner for the outfit. Sure, for the rest of the episode, the white top with the pattern. Was it a jacket or a sweater? Mm-hmm, like a cardigan sort of thing. Like, it had sort like of cross a... pattern thing. I was on board for that. I wow, am, Melina has pausing and looking I, shocked right now. I couldn't have been less on board with that outfit. Wow. Yeah, it was, was so out of character for her, I thought. In a good way. Uh, and I was like, now we're seeing something. Great. No more uh, wrap dress, pencil skirt. We're seeing something. She was in a wrap shirt. Yeah, she was, like, her yeah, shirt yeah was it was wrapped. like a wrap blouse, white top We, we can thing. never escape the wrapping, but... Not yet. Um, and, ooh, not yet, It babies. needs trauma. Trauma, wraps, we need... The only way to break someone of a real wrap pattern is trauma. Yes, Don't worry, guys. Yes, everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was not on board. It seemed so uncharacteristic. It was like this weird, like, 70s pattern, like, purple floral jacquard coat on top of this, like, whatever, white wrapped shirt that was fine. And then some, like, purple skirt. I was like, what? I was into it. What is this? I was on board for the contrast of that 
patterned dark poppy sweater jacket thing over the white shirt. I thought if she was wearing any yeah. other color shirt, I would have been not on board. Yeah, but yeah, I like the white shirt with the contrast of the dark jacket thing. I was into it, and it felt like a change of pace. It was a breath of fresh air to me. It was a breath of fresh air for for Alana Bloom, who's yeah. been this like, all right, here it is again, it another, another wrap dress, another red wrap dress, another pencil skirt with the like, kind of top. Well, I, going going back slightly in time. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a great look at Freddie Lowndes' outfit whenever she was in the car talking to Eddie Izzard. Nothing. But she, I did love that fur scarf that she had on. She I, had a, oh, see, I didn't notice that. Just a little fur detail around her neck. Okay. She always has to have like something a little animalistic on, I feel well, like. Well, yes, 100%. She is a big cat. Yes. She's a predator. Um, I am. Well, that was why in my lyrics, guys, I said, what's under her overcoat? Because she's never not wearing her overcoat. Correct. Because yeah. she's always outside in this fucking scene. Or in or like in that, the telescope, which is outside, yeah, basically. It's open air. the cold situation. It's on plan air. So, like, you know, uh, what yeah, she got underneath? Yeah, what's, uh, I want to, what's the mystery? What's underneath, girl? Take you it You want to get underneath her shirt. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote periods. He is... This is, I'm cutting away from from her yeah. to Hannibal's home later. He is still in a suit. Correct, yes. Knock, knock, knock. It's in the evening yeah, time. Yeah, surprise. Mm-hmm. He's in a full suit, tie, not undone at all. Like, mm-hmm. I would have bought, well, if it was a normal human being, not Hannibal <laughs> Lecter, I would have kind of bought, pull my tie down, unbutton the top button. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Casual a bit. No. Full but not mm-hmm. everything. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, what? This is this is how you know he's a psycho. Right there, guys. Right there. <laughs> that's how you know. Everything else, whatever. Yeah, that's how you that's know. It. He's at home yeah. on a Wednesday night making himself a nice dinner, yeah, drinking a glass of wine. Rela- that's, this is him fu- relaxed. Yes, that's the thing. <laughs> that's what you have to... Un- like. And like, have you ever worn like him for costumes or for any other reason worn like, 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 a, like, a, like a shirt yeah. with a tie? Oh, yeah, yeah. You have? Okay, sure. Sure, cool. like uh, theater stuff. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's like it's fine, but after a while, you're like, okay, I'm done. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm sure his suit, his 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 suits are obviously beautifully tailored. I'm sure his shirts are perfectly tailored, so it's not the like the the neck width is perfect. Oh yeah. And yet still, after a while, especially when you're home, right. you're like, okay, In let's the, let's undo this. A long a bit. sleeve shirt, a coat, like absolutely anyone would get anyone except. Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter. would get uncomfortable after a while. And I would think maybe he's like this kind of guy who's like, he's in his shirt sleeves, and then he realizes, oh, someone's at the door. Yeah. Put, put my jacket on. on. Which is kind of a crazy move. Like, oh, I can't be, can't, I, I can't be in my shirt sleeves for company. It's crazy talk. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and the only other outfit note I had was, and you already sort of mentioned it, was the um, the suit he's wearing sort of at the end with the red. Mm. Um What's it called? Pocket Square? Pocket Square. That was beautiful. I also loved his overcoat was amazing at the very end. Yeah. Um, um, When he gets his, he kind of like bluffs Will. He knows Will's going to bounce. So he's Mm -hmm. like, he, you know, he goes, he goes, I'm going to go to figure out, find Freddy or Pectalana, whatever the fuck he says. He puts his coat on. It's gorgeous dark coat with the black kind of collar. That's how you wear a coat over a suit. Yes, Chilton. (laughs) That's the coat you wear, you fucking fraud. (laughs) Uh, like really though like yeah. that was a beautiful like, it was so, so nice. nice again bespoke I'm and sure. you know it cost like two thousand dollars easily easily yeah. it's cashmere it's gorgeous probably Man. there you go okay any any other costumes <sighs> not that I can think of this was a good episode 
This was it had all the heavy hitters, and it could have been more heavy if Freddy had taken off her jacket at any point. Correct. Freddy, next time, take off your jacket. Freddy, get it off. <laughs> but but if you only if you want to. Only, right, exactly. All right. Wearing suits in your own house, Alana skating round and round, oh yeah. Puffy collars aren't on brand, that's a coat that I can't stand costumes. What's he wearing? What's he wearing? So, for those of you who are listening to my themes, the first one was Brain Stew by Green Day. Scrambled yes. his brain. And this one was Tongue Tied by Group oh, Love. Love it. Love that <laughs> Colombian necktie. I looked for Colombian music on Spotify, and then I was like, mm, we're not going to do White Guy Jack trying to like riff off Colombian music today. That it's sounds a, like culture appropriation, and I don't want to get into those waters. Choice, yeah. I think it was a wise choice. Absolutely. Oh, I don't need that hate mail. You in my like, like, no. no one needs that. No thanks. Um, okay, we've gotten Perry. We want some real Colombian flavor. We've yeah. gotten Perry in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, so the next is the Sassy Science Girl. We come back to uh, in the morgue, um, where where you know Will is just they yes. scrambled their fucking brains, and then yes. Will is like hallucinating the dripping out of the morgue things. Correct. Those are the two big. I, yeah, I wrote scrambled brains and Will sweaty and losing it, is seeing water, and just hallucinating. And this is where we find out that he's that he's going to every therapist. That's the yes. hit list. Right. Is every therapist. Right. Um, um, and, and then, right, Will walks in on Alana in this situation. Alana's in the classroom. It wasn't until Will walked into this classroom that I thought, oh, yeah, who's teaching his classes? Or, like, what's happening with the, with whatever classes he's supposed to be teaching? Do you think she's subbing for him? That's I thought she I'm had thinking. her own. Well, interesting. I thought she had her own courses. Who's, I thought. Then who's teaching? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Time is a mystery. He still teaches classes. I would be furious if I was like an FBI like student in training oh, or whatever. Be, yeah, and the failed should. pedagogy in Harry Potter and the Sacred Text. They talk about the failed pedagogy at Hogwarts. Yeah, I was like shitty teaching. Yes, the, the FBI Academy also was on their failed pedagogy. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, she. Um, and I was paying too much attention to her dress in that scene to really grasp what they were talking about. Oh, that's when they were saying cozy, cozy, cozy. No, yeah, this is the cozy scene. She, what? Okay, she mentioned it. She was like, I'd like to get cozy with your dogs yeah. or something. <laughs> yes. And then he was like, you don't need, oh, what was it? Something, I, I wish there was something to talk about so that I could then get cozy. And he's like, yes. you don't need that to get cozy with me. And, and I wrote, invite is open. Yeah. Will's like, yo. Hello. I want and then he like throws her something. He's like, but I guess I need to get more stable. Like, this is on you, Alana. I'm ready. I'm DTF. Yeah. It's up to you. Yeah, that was a really painful scene because clearly, I don't know. I was like, "What's your game, Alana?" Because you not narrate like two episodes. We're talking about I can't have an affair with you. Like you're unstable, and like what would that? And be yet like? I want to. And because... yet I want to. And he's like, "Okay, but you, bitch, you called me unstable." Oh, I know. It's just heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious that she has feelings for him, and yeah. she's conflicted because she knows he's unstable, and so she knows that going any further could, you know untether him sure but I don't there's something to be said about like relationships that are just for like the cozy cuddling and like the like if you guys phys- yeah, yeah the intimacy the physical, the intimacy and, and who knows it could, each other. it could give him something positive sure. as opposed to feeling the sense of loss even more like I have no moorings yeah uh, I run hot I was like I'm sure he does oh yeah you sweaty little bitch <laughs> you do this is the, the first sequence later when he's in the car with Jack and he's like about mm. to puke and just like you feel okay and I'm like, in any other job, go home, man. <laughs> Get in bed. Take some, like, 
I was like, you have some aspirins? I go way ahead of you. And he's like, well, why aren't you home right now? Right, or at a oh, hospital. You, you got the flu? <laughs> like, dude, why are you here at work still? And I like, know. <laughs> I know. I like, but I also Hope didn't... I'm not c- contagious. And, and you could tell Jack was looking at him like, yeah, please don't cough on me. But e- even yet, I, it just felt like Jack's, you know, sort of take care of your take care of yourself message there was something lacking behind i didn't really believe him that he really wanted to take care of him you know what i mean oh no so it's i was frustrated but i was happy to see um someone moving from point a to point b again we never see people traveling we were actually seeing someone in a car this time oh, oh later in the show when they're driving in the car when they're driving in the car yeah right, i mean yes that's jumping ahead a lot but we can jump you around now that was the car that was that's what you were no, I know. About. I'm saying I oh, was okay. jumping ahead, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, we're still jumping." In. Great. Yes. Yeah. Totally. They're in the car. It's like a dad. Like, he's like, "You got to take care of yourself, man. You got to shake it off." I feel like th- th- that's a very like yeah. dad advice, which is basically like, you can't let this get to you without giving. It. It's like someone telling you to like not let things get in your head without giving you any clear action steps as to how to do that. Right. I love those students like. Just try and relax more. Ignore the negative things people say. You know, shake it off. I'm like, well, tell me how to do that. I'd love to be able right. to, like, Sounds not great. let things get in my head and, like, focus on the positives. Mm-hmm. Give me some oh. steps. <laughs> I need tools. I need you know, actual, yeah, concrete like, advice. As opposed to, like, you, you just got to separate from it, man. It's like, well, you know, I can't really do that. Um, sorry, we don't have to. We can, because I skipped over, like, the Columbia necktie oh, stuff. I mean, so, there's so sorry. much in between. There's also the, yeah. The planetarium. Yeah, Columbia and Ew, it was so gross. The, the, was the tongue still slithering a bit at the yeah. first? He was, like, uh-huh. about to, like, almost totally dead. Like, because he, he was draining him yes. while also giving him Which, the Columbia like, necktie. Let me, I, I just want to say, uh, it, you having your blood drained until your heart stops, it doesn't sound like that bad of a way to go. Like, eventually you pass out at one I point. I would imagine so. It's not that painful, and then I think you just pass out before you... Before you actually die. I don't know. All right. It sounds better than the other ways people have died in this show. Guys, Melina is advocating that this is a great, this that it, that it's very comfortable. And I'm just saying I'm not, I don't stand for this. You know, I think there's hotlines out there. There's places to call. If you're in crisis, you know, don't. Absolutely. Li- <laughs> there there are. And I, I just want to assure our viewers, I don't want to die. I don't want to die this way specifically. But you're just saying if you were going to die. If someone, if I was going to die and someone said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill you. I'm going to give you a choice. I can either cut your throat with these open handcuffs or drain you until your heart stops. Yeah, wow, you, 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 you were really shook by the handcuffs. That was brutal. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a knife that's like supposed to cut like no. meat. You know what I mean? It was just some open fucking handcuffs that yeah. looked pretty blunt on the end. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, it's some fucking force behind that. Oh yeah. Anyway. Um, I I I love when Will like inhabits the murderer and like says things. Gave you something better to do with your tongue than wag it. <laughs> yes, because he's done this before and it mm-hmm. freaks people out. He's peacocking for the Ripper. Peacocking, I loved that. I love the mail this, give this to the Red Cross. Like, I love the cheeky, cheeky. <laughs> they were like, oh, how generous. <laughs> this is like flowers and chocolate before a day. There's so many great lines in this oh, episode. Yeah, about courtship and like flirting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So then we're then we're at the planetarium, which it took me a while to figure out where we were. Telescope. We, we, we keep saying, I've said oh, it too. Oh, I've planetarium. said it planetarium. So, so have I. It's a oh. telescope. It's like one of those like big dome open up telescopes. Then like what's, it's then an like, observing. What's a planetarium it, then? It's like, like a what's... theater. It's like a movie theater with a, with a oh. dome where you watch movies about the stars. Oh, okay. Sorry. 
It's really okay. <laughs> but you know, it's like it's a it's an observatory. Yeah, that's okay. That's what I was. thinking That's the word. Yes, yeah, an I'm observatory. So sorry. An observatory. You know what? It's good we got that out of the way now, so we didn't have to eat shit about it in episode twelve. Oh, thank God. Prevented that. Preventative shit eating. This is what I mentioned earlier. Okay, great. So he so he kills the guy. He gets Freddy Lowndes. Like obviously, like how did he? How did how did Freddy? How did this end up on Tattle Crime? He's still bleeding there. He has Freddy Lowndes. Got yes. it. So then they're in the fucking um, in the in the observatory. Yes. He does all this shit to know that the Ripper will know he's there. How does he know that from just that one article, the Ripper will then go, hmm, he's trying to get my attention. I know where he'll be next. The observatory. How do you get to that point? Uh, because the Ripper then knows he's there because he's like he. Jill, uh, Gideon says the Chester Ripper will come to me. We're gonna stay here until he comes to me, and then they, the the FBI crew goes. He's not gonna risk exposure, but Hannibal knew that that Gideon was there because Hannibal then killed some other dude and cut the guy's arm off as a message mm-hmm. saying you can find Gideon in the observatory. So how did how did Hannibal know that that's where Gideon was? I couldn't crack it. Yeah, how did Hannibal know that, that that Gideon was in the observatory? Is it just because he knew that? Uh, I, mean, I mean, like the observatory is obviously meaningful for yeah, for, for, the for the Jack and the Ripper. But it, uh... I mean, my only guess is that Eddie Izzard um, had been reading Tattle Crime, which I'm sure had at that mm-hmm. point mentioned the observatory and the arm and Mary mm-hmm. Lass and Jack and yes. blah blah blah. And just thought, this is the most recent crime that he has done, I guess, or like the like, most high-profile crime or whatever. I got it. This is where I'm going to go because this is maybe where he was last. It's the most or recent contact he... point, I guess. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's okay, I'll buy it. Right off the top of my head, that no. is the only thing I can think of. I'll buy it. I love Freddy. Freddy's cool under pressure. I would have, <gasps> I would have loved face. it if later when it cuts to him and she's like keeping him alive with his fucking holding his guts, how there's like a pool of puke next to her and like shit honestly or her I just would like have been panicking like, or anything like, but yeah, she was she's like, like a cucumber and then she's also cheeky she's like aren't you Justin Gripper and he's like Ms. Lowndes don't get don't patronize me it's like <laughs> whoa Freddie you taking some risks honestly I mean we, we've already known that like self interest she will def- she will mm-hmm. she's a survivor for mm-hmm. all this about Freddie she, she will survive Absolutely. and she's bargaining with anybody she'll go I can bargain with you I can make this work yeah, yeah. and so she's like I'm gonna survive but then throwing out that quip to him yeah. Is like, woo. That was a that was a bold move. It's I mean, it is characteristic. I'm here for it. But right, and it just but looking at her whenever he starts slicing into Chilton, mm-hmm. she it's it's like she's just watching a like casual TV show or something. It's so stone faced. I, I yeah. Wow. Well, this is when I say, I wrote Eddie is killing it when he's like. Hmm. And then he slaps his fucking face. Yeah. Wake, wake up, up, Frederick. I gotta. We need you awake for this. Hmm. I'm gonna have some things you're gonna hold. I'm gonna leave the Ripper a gift basket. He's like, it really is amazing how many organs you can lose. He's just like showing him his kid. Like, check this out. Take a look at your junk. Like, what up? Oh, it's so fucking Take crazy. Take a look at your junk. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It, he. Slap, slaps. I love Wake up. And he's like, yeah, bare hands with like blood over. He's like, hmm, where should I go next? Yeah. Um, right. Okay. So, okay, we're in the car with Jack. Yeah, right? the, because previously they had found the other body. They and like, figured out. He's in the, he, he's in the observatory. When was the last time you saw a severed arm, Jack? 
Uh, right. I was like, remember, just Will say needs a sick will. day. Will, will needs a sick day. <laughs> this, this is in the car, right? Will needs a fucking sick day because Will's like dying. Like, Ugh, I feel sick. I'm gonna puke. And Jack's like, just shake it off, man. Take better care of yourself. That's what I said. Take better care of yourself. Yeah. He's blaming him. Uh, 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 well, Jack, you're honestly a big part of this. Like, what is your problem? Um, but of course, we get to the planetarium. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, keep going. We get to the planetarium, and of course, what does Jack do? Yep. What does he do? He... Sorry, this being float a load right now. <laughs> he, he, clack, clack, whips out his shotgun. Mm-hmm. That he does. Of course, it's being slow. Uh-huh. Get that shotgun. It's a long intro to the song. Fanable. We need a video of every scene that Jack Crawford has a shotgun, click clack, d- with this song playing over it. Yeah, he's the artist. So they know. Jay Walker and the All Stars. We didn't license the song, so Jay Walker don't yeah, sue us. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we didn't, but like, I want a video. I'm just like every time Jack Crawford has the shotgun with this song playing over it. Shotgun. It's just the most melodramatic. Like it's he's like from such... the Untouchables. It's like Kevin yeah. Con- like Kevin Costner from the Untouchables. Jack, you have a whole team of professionals in, like, SWAT gear. Yes, tactical helmets. Who will do this job for you. You don't have to run in on the front lines with a shotgun and your camel peacoat on. Yes, because it didn't even, like, criminal minds were, like, Shamar Moore's, like, wearing, like, the, like, the vest. Oh, and, like, exactly. At least Greg from Darwin Reg has the vest on. Nothing. Nothing. He's got his suit and his peacoat and his fucking, like, fedora. fedora. <laughs> Let's go. He drives me insane. <laughs> Uh, I got so happy when he pulled the shotgun out. I was like, fuck, yeah. It's go time. Uh, but, of course, and then Gideon's <sighs> not there. He's sort of watching from afar in the woods. And Will somehow, again, like, this feather deer is, like, again, this is his, like, yeah. spidey sense. Yeah. Like, how does he know? Like, I, I, I just sense him somehow. Because yeah. th- there's the feather deer, and I'm going to follow that. And look, there's Gideon. Yeah. Like, what? Surprise, right. And he ends up in the back of his car. Looking gun. like trash. <laughs> this gun, like drive. I was expecting the Chesapeake Ripper, or are you him? He's like, <laughs> brr, brr, brr. He's like don't look and at me. GJH. He's like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Um, and then knock, knock, knock. I'm still wearing a suit. <laughs> <laughs> this is that scene. I'm just relaxing. And then he's like, who is sitting there? And this is when Hannah's like, oh. There's no one. This is like gaslight o'clock. Gaslight. Everyone, does everyone know what gaslighting means? I hope you do. It's an abuse tactic in which the abuser convinces the abusee that what they believe is true is not true. Mm-hmm. So here is Will saying, uh, someone's here. I brought this person to you. I think it's GJH, but it's someone. Who is it? Yeah. And Hannibal says, no one is there. You're hallucinating, Will. Yeah. It's a delusion proje- deflecting reality. Yeah. And then we'll just like... Yeah. Well, you're having an episode. Give me the gun. You're having an episode. And he just like... And he just takes the gun and we'll just like stand out with a seizure. And this is, yeah, this tell is, me what... Say, say what Hannibal said. He's had a mild seizure. And then Eddie is just like, don't seem that worried. 
by the way, this is a great idea. This is a fantastic game. Yeah. You don't seem that worried. And then Hannah goes, I said it was mild. <laughs> It's like a joke. Yeah. Well, I said it was mild. I said it was mild. No big deal, right? NBD. Right, guys? You peeping outside, Melina? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Melina's looking out the window like she's like an old lady and Coach Boone's moving in across the street. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> That's the new coach. <laughs> no, I saw this like... Sorry, I saw this truck like drive by really slow, Uh-oh. and I thought it was like the parking enforcement Uh-oh. or something. Uh-oh. Denim um, thieves, but it's not. <laughs> it's, no, just it's like... Fifty Cent and and uh, and Pablo uh, Schreiber. <laughs> oh, Pablo Schreiber. Yeah, he's in Denim Thieves. It's a good movie. Oh, okay. It's a fun movie. Um, did you notice what the centerpiece of uh, of his empty uh, table, dining room table, is in this scene? Yes. You want to tell us what it is? It is a trio of eggs. Mm-hmm. Ostrich eggs or okay. something gigantic. Some giant Emu. bird eggs. Yeah. yeah, giant, giant bird eggs in like this weird black feather centerpiece. Yeah, a little basket. Crazy. I was like, oh, okay. I went down <laughs> the rabbit hole in my brain for maybe two hours. They being like, what? Okay, three eggs. Okay, is it it's Will and Hannibal? And is it Jack? Is it is it Happy. Abigail? Is it, okay, who are the eggs, right? Is it... Is it like what? What? Who? What are they? I was what, just are they like, what do they mean? Who? Who is he? The mother hen? And there's a, then who are the three eggs? It's Will, oh, Abigail. Yeah. And who's the third egg? Is it Bedelia? Like, are those his three eggs? Are those his three children? Like, what do the eggs mean? Honestly, are there, or are they just? There are some. Is an egg know. sometimes an egg? <laughs> um, um, it was crazy. It's bananas. Um, and this was, so this was the moment sort of that I was like, why is Hannibal doing this? Uh, whenever he was like, I've got to go. I'm worried about Alana. And right, leaves the gun in the keys. And I was mm-hmm. like, what a dummy. Why would he do that? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he. It was a bluff. Knew exactly what he was doing. Will's going to grab the gun and Will's going to peace out. And yeah. then I, I love when he's like, Will, smile. So you didn't have a stroke. And was like, <clears throat> crazy fucking smile. Ugh. Yeah, he leaves the gun. See ya. Um, what the hell did I write next? Um, oh, at a long. Oh yeah, place? is that is that her office or her house? He's like he oh. finds Gideon stalking outside Alana's window. She's like working. There's like a cop there, and like it's some big brick building. But I'm like, is that her office? Or I like assumed it, it was her home, but maybe. I it's a very nice home. It's big. It seems. I don't know. I I. I've always wondered, like, where does she live in? He's at his farmhouse, mm. Wolf Trap, Hamlet's guy's, like, mansion. Right. What's Alana's house look like? I almost picture in, like, some, like, one-bedroom condo. She's no oh, frill. Yeah. She's, she's got her space. I could see that easily. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it was, like, an office space or something. But, yeah, there was a, there was a security, security officer there. We have Gideon watching from afar. Mm-hmm. Will sneaks up behind him, initially thinking about shooting him. He pulls his gun out. and then From, from, from a distance. From a distance. And I thought he was going to. I misremember the scene. I thought he was going to shoot him and miss yeah. and, like, Almost hit Alana. Oh. She's like, "What the fuck?" Like, through the window, oh, and then okay. that yeah. didn't happen. That, he thought otherwise. He was like, "Oh shit, I'm more wobbly <laughs> than like, I." <laughs> Walks up to him. Isosceles, man. Stop doing the Weaver method. You got a fever. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh. And and it just nails him. I don't know. They have a conversation or whatever, but yeah. Eddie Izzard has this dilemma where he's because he's like, "I feel like I'm the Ripper, but I know I'm not." Who am I? And it's like, maybe if I kill her like he would kill her, I'll learn something about myself. Aww. So he's like trying to imitate the Ripper's yeah. M.O. to figure out who he is, who he is. Mm-hmm. which is crazy. 
Which is crazy, but like honestly, Will is going through a similar sort of existential dread. Not so, um, he's not looking to kill anybody as an effect, but it's just funny seeing them both standing there and they're both like, Who am I? Yeah, who am I? Like, oh, who are you? Who are you? Are you here? Are you here? And then, boop, pop, he just drops him. And then she looks out and he's just like, Will, and then Will falls. That surprised <laughs> me. I forgot that he shot him. Yeah, me too. I did not remember that part. Yeah, me All too. Right. And then, this is the ultimate Jack Crawford's, like, dubious ethics. Oh, I know. Yeah, talk, <laughs> talk about it. Oh, this drove me nuts. You know, this is Hannibal and Jack are talking, and Hannibal's like, he's got an infection. We don't know where it is. Haha, I know where it is. Um, and then he's like, I think you should spend his firearm license. And Jack's like, well, we'll see about that. Yeah, well, well yeah. I'll let him still have a gun. <laughs> like... We'll see. I'm not going to do that. And, and this is, again, uh, Hannibal playing the scenes in Jack's mind of what Will's capable of when he's saying, our experiences shape us. How is it going to shape Will? Um, you know, playing the scenes for Jack and then Jack also being like, well, we're not going to take away his gun license just yet. Yeah, because, well, it's working out for us. He's uh, he, he he got Gideon, so yeah. can't be that yeah, sick. Yeah, he killed Gideon crazily, so done. Job well done. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. And then Alana at his bedside holding his hand. Uh, it's interesting that that wasn't the final scene of the episode. Oh, I mean, yeah. this again, th- I feel like that reemphasizes like how much so Will Graham isn't the main character. It's Hannibal. The show's sure. called Hannibal because we have this scene that in, in, a, in a normal show where Will's the protagonist, that would be the final scene of the show, of the yeah. episode. Yeah, holding so. his hand and then credits. And then, but no, then it cuts to our girl, Batelia. Her, her amazing home. Oh, I know. The outside of it, I was like, whoa, what is this? This is her It's a bunch home? of, like, like octagons. It's like a bunch of pods. It looked like it was, like, designed by Frank Lloyd Wright yes, or something. Yeah, so like, too. Like, bananas. yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. And then, and then it's just a long shot of, his, of Hannibal in profile. Yeah. Um, she's really, like, a total analyst, just purely echoing back. Oh, yeah. A little bit about troubling. And that troubles you, mm-hmm. you know? And he was, it's like oil spill. I want to clean up because oil is valuable. Yeah, what about Will mm. is valuable to you? Like that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, I love Bedelia. Again, she was just wearing some sort of like dark, I tried to clock her outfit or whatever. Too. But I Nothing yet because she's not yeah. been walking yet. She's just sitting in a chair so far. Yeah. All we've seen her. True. We'll get more Bedelia later, guys. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, and then Hannibal says what would be an amazing album name. The Opportunity for Friendship? No. Oh, okay. That, that, that's also an album name. No. Madness Can Be a Medicine for the Modern World. Oh. Yeah, that sounds like a... Um, oh, fuck. I don't remember that band anyway. No, I was going to make a point. But yes, that's Madness a good, Can Be a Medicine for the Modern World. That's she some, goes, like, emo band. Or if it's taken and overdue. That's like crazy metaphor of like madness being a drug. Yeah. And then she's like, what if you over... But dose on Madison, eh, on madness. And then Hannibal goes, or it could boost the psychological immune system to help fight the existential crisis of normal life. I was just like, what, what? the fuck? <laughs> now, only two, like, probably PhDs in, uh, like, doctors <laughs> of, like, so, of psychology can have a conversation and, like, make sense of that. But, like, I, I was also, I was in it. I was like, okay, so, like, going crazy and just letting yourself go yeah. can help inure you to the just the fact that normal life is nonsense. Yes, exactly. Like, if you break it down, 
our day-to-day lives, the mm-hmm. going to the job, all, all that we do is is mad. It couldn't drive you crazy because it's just like, mm-hmm. what is the meaning of any of this? Yeah, it's pretty nihilist you know, sort of stuff. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so, like, to, to help inure you from slipping into that, having moments of just madness, just madness could help to offset. kind of help offset the kind of, like, what's going on. Okay. So I kind of, like, I was like, okay, I, I kind of get that. But that's kind of, like... You know, what artists might say, you know, oh. uh, diving into a character or moments of creation and exploration help me yeah. kind of ground myself and not just lose track of, like, the rat race of just, like, daily life. Sure. So I was like, okay, all right, Hannibal. I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm in. I was, I was in, and I was like, okay, I'm following you. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm following you. And when it seemed like sort of the last, I think it might be the last, like, line or two of mm-hmm. the scene, it seemed like he was looking to Bedelia to give him permission to what he was doing to Han- to Will. Because mm-hmm. um, he's talking about, you know, right, we're losing our minds and can, can madness be okay in some situations, like whatever. And she says something along the lines of like, well, yeah, like maybe just like allowing him to be mad is okay. And, and he, and Hannibal says, watch him lose his mind. And she goes, sometimes all we can do is watch. So I feel like that was some, that was like almost her being like, well, not knowing what he's up to, but being like, yeah, sometimes all we can do is just like watch someone go mad he knows what's wrong with mm-hmm. Will. He could stop it, but I think that was his being like, oh, she says I could just sit back and watch. Okay, all right. Like, Interesting. I felt like she was almost telling herself that because she's captive by mm. him. She knows he's a monster in some degree. I don't think she... She doesn't know that oh, he's a right. cannibal, but she knows this guy is dangerous. He's crazy. Yeah. He's capable of... And so she's like... Sometimes all I can do is just I have to watch this right now. It's almost like a, I really almost like Stockholm syndrome me in a way. Yeah. Where she's okay. like, I'm in this. Yeah, I can see that. I have no contra- control over this man. I can see that. Sometimes all I can do is just observe what's happening around me, what's happening to me, and what he's doing. I, I, I can't stop him from doing his murderous things. Right. Right. Um, but sometimes all I can do is just watch. Yeah, it could definitely be her talking to herself as well <laughs> and like. I'm sort of in a similar madness uh, situation myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But it, it's a great line. Um, okay, any anything else we didn't cover? We are. This is our longest this episode. This is the longest episode. Wow. I thought I did about. Not I thought that. about at like a minute forty-five being like a An hour like 45. Sam. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. At a minute forty-five, we were still talking about Christmas movies. Um, uh, I was thinking of pulling like a, a a Sean Astin in Lord of the Rings where he stops and goes. If I take one more step, it'll be the farthest away from home I've ever been. Be like, Melina, stop. If we say one more word, it'll be the longest episode we've ever had. You should have. Yeah, this I, is I clocking in. Yeah, this is going to be... Sorry, guys. I mean... You know, but, but also, like... I hope it was enjoyable. Like, I hope yeah. you've enjoyed the hour 55. Yeah, like, I'm not really be. that sorry, though, because, like, this is who we are. So, we're 11 episodes yeah. in. This is it. Yeah. We so. have a lot to, We have a lot of segments that I say, I think, are still mm, mm. A-plus. I mean, like, the I mean... The sucker. I know, I need to take another. Yeah, lick. I mean, they have time to take a lick. Let me just squirt some of this goop onto my so, lollipop. So, while you squirt the goop, I'm going to talk about my rating. Please. Um, so... This was a decent, um, oh, yeah, the, the sounds are a lot. <laughs> this was a decent episode. I wasn't mega crazy about it, but what really sold it to me was Eddie Izzard's performance, mm-hmm. um, as well as Freddie Lowndes' appearance that did, that did a lot for me. Um, and yeah, I, um, we had some good. We had some great kills. Mm-hmm. We had um, a lot of great Chilton in it. He always sets the bar really high. 
I, I feel comfortable giving this episode a nine. That feels high for me, but I'm going to go with a nine. Okay. I'm going to give it nine, mm, nine giant tie bars. Nice. Yeah. I had a backup one in case you stole what I was going to use. Not stole, sorry. In case you said what I was going to use in my rating. I know, sorry. In <laughs> case fine, you used ahead. it, I was going to be like, all right, I have a backup, but no yeah. good. Um, I love this episode. Yeah. I love this episode. It has everything I need, and it also has no Abigail, so I'm, on, mm. I'm even more so in. Be- but that's addition by subtraction. I Absolutely. could have used Gina. It would have been a full house if, there's, if, if Gina Torres had showed up. Then it would have been like an, an 11 yes. um, for yes. me. Um, where is she? I hope her treatment's going I hope well. She's okay. <laughs> wow. Um, but I mean, this episode has it has the gross kills. It has the psycho crazy dialogue. Yep. It has Eddie Izzard fucking Man. a monster, yeah. like crushing in yes. this episode. Um, I mean, I I rated it ten out of ten. I feel like my initial ratings was higher. Last episode I said nine, and then later I downgraded to an eight. But I mm. I'm gonna keep this ten out of ten. Because, like, there are a few other ones I gave 10 out of 10. This is up there for me. I had a great time watching this episode. This, to me, is, like, everything that I love about Hannibal in an episode. It's got everything. It's clocking in. So I'm just, I mean, like, what am I going to knock about it? I mean, I would have loved Gina Torres, but, like, it's just, it's great. Um, So I'm giving it 10 out of 10 ostrich eggs. Ooh, good one. Yeah, that was not going to be the one I was okay. going to say. If you but... had said ostrich eggs, I would have said, like, uh, I would have said boat paintings, oh, ship paintings. I was going to say Colombian neckties. Nice. Yeah. I was also thinking about um, magnifying glasses. Magnifying, giant magnifying. By the, that, that I, I, I was howling with laughter. Uh, similarly. <laughs> I was like, this fake little bitch. That is amazing. This bitch. All right, let's mm. do our um, our sign-off. This bitch. I want a, a song about Chilton to the tune of This, this kiss, bitch, this bitch. bitch. Unstoppable. This <laughs> bitch, this bitch. It's got gutted. <laughs> God. It's... Dun, 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 dun. Guys, get on the lyrics. Um, please follow us on Twitter. You'll see videos of us eating this insane stuff um, at ethbutcherspod. Um, our website is theethicalbutchers.com and send us an email if you want to at ethicalbutcherspodcast at gmail.com. This extra long episode is brought to you by us, Jack and Melina, the butchers. Um, theme music is by Sean Hills and our logo design is by John Larson. You guys... Have a great week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Take care. Bye.